Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the big nerfing everything TWAB or Bungie blog that went out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come on in and hang out with us. If I'm not live, click the follow button on my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, click and subscribe and like as a free way to support me. So, wow. Oh, wow. This video was being asked for on Twitter and on YouTube. I was on vacation when they dropped this bomb of a blog post. They're basically nerfing everything. I'm not going to go through the nerfs. I'm not going to walk through how they're touching virtually everything. Skull, Shards, and Ursa are getting nerfed again to bring them down, I guess, to the actual floor that they're bringing everything else down to. Um, Obviously, I wasn't surprised. I was kind of trying to warn people it's like these are going to be addressed these exotics specifically rig orpheus rigs phoenix protocol and skull of the dire ahamkara i thought there's no way these go untouched they are too strong they tried to build content for them in the reckoning and the reckoning is bad content i i would argue and i have argued that it's bad content hasn't been received that well by the community and so this was something that i kind of saw coming i know people get tired of me saying i predicted this but like that's part of what i do it's part of my brand is to make predictions about what's going to happen so when the things i predict come to fruition of course i'm going to draw attention to that and again i try to warn people uh back whenever i was making videos about pinnacle weapons being a better way forward and even when i thought ikala's shotgun needed treatment these are not you know videos i'm making with pleasure like yes take away our power i hope they take away our power it's just kind of the natural course of things and i want to talk about that in this video okay first i want to talk about how bungie brought us here a lot of you are going to watch this video and be like why is he defending this why is he saying it's good i'm not defending it i'm not saying it's good but what i'm actually saying is this kind of was necessary so i but i want to make sure on the front end i do say bungie brought us here they are to blame they should have been better about the you know the things they added to the game secondly i want to talk about it was needed and then lastly i want to address a lot of people are saying why not just buff the other exotics just make the other exotics better um i think that's an unreasonable expectation given that you can't do much with the other exotics that are going to be as good as skull rigs and phoenix protocol so let's just get this out of the way bungie brought us here okay it needs to be clearly stated stated that Bungie brought us to this point. I described it yesterday as they took us up to this cliff, and they're like, isn't this great? Look how strong you are. Look way up. We're going to take you way up to this cliff of strength and power. And then they kind of kicked us off the cliff. They're like, well, now that we're here, there's nowhere else to go, so we got to kick you back down the hill. And that's essentially what they've done. And unfortunately, that leads to a lot of completely legitimate frustrations people being like why are you breaking the train why are you breaking our favorite toys to make us play with other toys i get that that's an analogy i've used regularly and people have been quoting me and saying this is exactly what say no to rage has been talking about with breaking the train to make us play with the blocks all right now how did we get here is a better question to ask okay instead of being like what the frick bungie why didn't you see this why did you why didn't you plan for this the better question to ask is how did we get here i happen to think we are still still living in the shadow of vanilla destiny 2 i think when destiny 2 landed with double primary static rolls boring exotics boring power boring perks I think that led to this moment. A lot of people are going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. What, what, what do you mean by that? 
they basically created a reactionary philosophy for themselves by creating such a bad vanilla launch. They had to deliver power. They had to react. Instead of being proactive, they were being reactive. That's what Forsaken essentially was, was a giant reaction. And that led to this point. They basically had to dump power in our lap and things went a little bit unchecked or got a little bit out of control. So Vanilla Destiny 2 led to this moment. Now, we can't stay here. That's the biggest problem. You can't create new encounters or new exotics to match or be better than what we presently have. If you use Skull Nova for any amount of time, you have to admit it's basically breaking and trivializing any content you go into. Reckoning was built for Orpheus Riggs and Skull Nova, and when you don't use those exotics or you go in there with a Titan, you feel significantly weaker. I don't want more content like that. I don't know about you, but I don't want more Reckoning. Reckoning is bad. It's some of the worst, if not the... I think it is the, the actually the worst PvE content they've ever built. I think it's terrible. And it's because they built it for these exotics, and I don't want more of that. So second, I want to say middle of the talk here it was needed there was no way around it unless you wanted all future content to be like reckoning where they're just going to keep building content for skull orpheus rigs and phoenix protocol supers exotics that give you your super back that's essentially what we were going to get now people are like why couldn't they just raise the other exotics why could we'll get to that at the end or why not just make the encounters more difficult it's not that simple no matter how strong you make an enemy, no matter how, no, no matter what you do to the actual enemy's health or the mechanics, you're always going to have these damage phases where you're able to do massive amounts of damage because of Whisper. Because I'm talking about armor. There's also a ton of weapon nerfs coming to Sleeper, Whisper, and the like. People are very upset about the Whisper nerf. Well, again... Whenever they go to a damage phase, these types of weapons really trivialize the encounters. And I do fault Bungie for that. Bringing back Whisper didn't really even seem necessary. But I also think when they brought back Whisper, they brought it back at a time where they knew Last Wish Raid and a lot of the encounters were not going to be trivialized by Whisper. But then in comes Scourge of the Past, and they're probably designing new encounters for whatever we get in Opulence and beyond, and they're saying... We can't make these encounters challenging enough or hard enough to really push back on Whisper. And if you make things too mobile, if you make things too tanky, you're just going to narrow freedom. And I think that's another thing that people forget in this discussion. If they start building content around these specific exotics, it narrows the content and makes it really unfun. In a game where we're supposed to be chasing loot and power and diversity and variety and uniqueness, you end up running the same dadgum build and the same exotics as everybody else because if you don't, you feel like you're at a disadvantage. When you legislate the content and structure the content around a handful of exotics, that's what you end up with, which is exactly what Reckoning is. Reckoning is basically built for these exotics and it's not enjoyable for that reason. Now, I've been continually calling for less exotics, okay? Less exotics and more pinnacle weapons and more pinnacle gear. I think it's better for the grind. I think it's better for the builds. It's probably better for the endgame content as well, structuring the content around having pinnacle pieces of gear, like, out, you know, the... the uh, 
the breakneck isn't ruining content, right? It isn't ruining content. It's just a pinnacle weapon. It's awesome. It's really, really strong. They need to consider doing more of that. Like the delirium isn't breaking content either. So I think that's where they need to head so they don't keep building themselves into this corner. They paint themselves into a corner and then they have to upset us, okay? It's not cool. It's not fun. They got to figure this out. I'm hoping this is the last time they have to do this, okay? All right, now last, last thing I want to talk about is people saying, just buff the other stuff. Just buff the other exotics. Okay, first of all, there are not any exotics in this game that would be able to match where Skull and Riggs and Phoenix Protocol are right now. There's nothing in the game that can match them. Now, you could raise shards back to its former glory, but you're not actually doing anything than just creating another super... an exotic that just generates super energy off of a super, okay? So... If you look at the other exotics in the game, whether the what you look at the weapons or the armor, there's nothing they can really do to raise them up to efficiency. There just isn't. The the free ammo on Whisper combined with Whisper breathing, it just there's nothing you can do to compete with that. It's way too high. It's way outside the bell curve. There's no armor in the game that even comes close to what you get from Orpheus Rigs and Skull. There's no way you can do it. Now, even if they did that, even if they were able to, you're still then a basically going to have to build endgame content around exotics. You're going to feel like you're junk if you don't have exotics, and you don't want that either. You don't want somebody going into endgame content and saying, I don't have any of these really dope exotics right now. My RNG's been bad, and I basically am a detriment to the team because Bungie buffed all the exotics or made them all insane, and if you don't have them, then... You can't really compete and can't really hold your own in the content. If you legislate content to OP builds and buffed exotics, you end up having to use those builds and those exotics, thus narrowing freedom, hurting fun, hurting diversity. And then again, it makes it difficult for Bungie to create new power, new gear, new thresholds, new content. It really, really narrows what they can do, and it narrows what you can do as a player. So no, I'm not saying we should celebrate this and be happy. I empathize with your frustrations. I am frustrated. I love running Skull Nova, but you have to be honest about the fact that they need to have a good baseline to build from. There could be new power, new exotics, new builds, new things coming in opulence and beyond that you're going to enjoy I understand it's a bummer, but really, in a loot pursuit, looter shooter game, is it really fun to spam super over and over and over again and basically trivialize all the endgame content? I will admit it's fun. It is fun for a while, and they can do things like they did with the, the challenge at Axis and the mechanics that happen in Blind Well to feed you your super back. So there can be environments where that's happening, but being able to go everywhere with Skull and just trivialize and run ripshot over the content eventually, I think, hurts the identity of the game because you're supposed to be chasing loot and power and awesome stuff and those exotics and that level of power makes it to where you don't really need any of your guns, gear, or pursuits to matter. It just trivializes it. So, 
I'm bummed. They painted themselves into a corner. This had to happen. Hopefully from here on out, they don't go back to this. No more reactionary bungee, okay? People are leaving. Luke Smith's in charge. Unify the vision. Get a good baseline. Build from here so that we're not doing this every six months because I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think you can keep giving us powerful items and then basically taking them away every half of a year. So... That's with all of my content. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash Rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about Bungie nerfing everything in Season of Opulence, from weapons to armor. I said it was bad and upsetting, but it was needed. There wasn't much of a choice they left themselves. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash rage. If I'm not live, you can click the follow button on my channel. Also, hit and subscribe and like on my YouTube channel is super helpful. So let's dive into the questions here. First question from Best of Me says, with the next round of buffs coming uh, with Season of Opulence, Uh, Do you really think it simply reinforces the notion that Bungie absolutely does not know how to balance their game? This is, I think this is too charged. I I don't think Bungie is sitting there clueless about how we don't know how to balance our game. I think what ends up happening is they get reactionary. And when you get reactionary, you naturally start telling people to do certain things. Like, hey, make these weapons stronger, or give us a really strong exotic, or give us a really strong this, or a really strong that, or whatever the frick. Whatever you're asking them to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what ends up what ends up happening, I think, is that starts to conflict with other pieces of content just because they either run out of time, they can't properly test it, or they can't really foresee what's going to be the result. This doesn't mean they don't know how to balance their game. It simply means they are trying to react, and whenever you react, you tend to overcorrect, okay? Power creep is a real thing. It happens in other games as well. But I also think that reactionary re- reactionary philosophy is really where I want to place most of the blame. I don't think it's ineptitude. There's a difference between being like, how does this, you know, 800-plus employee developer, how do they not know how to balance their game? What the frick, right? I, I just don't think that's I just think that's very unlikely that they're sitting around being like we don't know what the frick we're doing man I can't believe we messed up again I don't think that's what's going on I think it's a reactionary philosophy which is why I placed I, I am placing blame on Bungie hear me out when I say this but I'm placing it elsewhere when they built D2 Vanilla they laid the groundwork for needing to be reactionary. Being reactionary leads to overcorrecting and overreacting, which then leads to this moment. This is a long story, okay? This isn't something that happened in the last three to six months. This has been going on for six years. They get behind the eight ball, they struggle to make the content and update the content, they launch stuff that's unsatisfying, and then they have to react. And then they give us too much. They they give us too much power, or they give us too many good things. And then it's like, well, gee, many Christmas. How do you give us something better than this? And then this is and this is why we have nerfs. Now, the other thing to consider is they're trying to give themselves a good baseline. They're also trying to. I think at the at a at a ground level, they need to figure out what is their philosophy for exotics. What role are they supposed to play? Remove. Just imagine that shards, skull, and Orpheus rigs and Phoenix protocol 
those four, and let's just throw Ursa Furiosa in there. Let's imagine they don't exist. The rest of the exotics are just kind of weird. They're they're strong, but they're not necessarily breakout. Now, in weapons, it gets a little bit different. I'm just speaking with respect to armor right now. Their philosophy for exotics is all over the place. They have exotics that do almost nothing. Right? Oh, it increases this regeneration, or it adds like a a, a blast of fire fr- from your from your freaking rally barricade. Okay. And then in come these exotics. They're like, oh, how y'all doing? We're actually not exotics. We're like beyond exotics. We're like in another threshold. They don't even they don't even fit into the into the realm of exotics up to this point. They don't. They don't fit. They're complete and utter outliers. That doesn't mean we can't have exotics like that, but it means they have to figure out their philosophy. What the frick? What, why are you going to give us exotics this strong? It limits what you can build. It limits what kind of challenges you can throw our way. And if you're not going to make exotics as strong, then how strong can they be? What type of exotics are you going to build? Again, this goes back to my previous videos where I said we need to move away from exotics in general. We need to move away from exotics and go toward pinnacle weapons. And I always use the breakneck as my example. The breakneck basically is better than the huckleberry because you don't have to limit your loadout when you equip the breakneck but the breakneck doesn't trivialize content it's fun it's strong it's unique it's cool like that's the route they need to take rocket launchers grenade launchers you know linear fusions trace rifles pulse all these guns you just start building pinnacle versions of them and exotic should be these these rare really strong but contextually efficacious items like outbreak perfected doesn't really get its legs until you're shooting something that is stationary and tanky outside of that context the the outbreak perfected doesn't really break the hierarchy of weapons so it's a good exotic and consider with me for just a second if there were much better legendaries and pinnacle items in the game, you would be more inclined to use uniquely strong weapons like Outbreak, or if they made guns like Graviton or Sunshot a little bit better, you'd be more inclined to use them. Why? Well, because you'd have other legendary pinnacle weapons that were worth equipping. You wouldn't feel so like, well, I have to use 1K. I have to use Whisper. I gotta use Wardcliff. Exotics right now just overshadow so much of the of the meta of the wherever you put them it, it just becomes like well why would you use anything else instead of like when you look at the just look at the primary weapon situation right now <clears throat> when you go into PVE you can use the breakneck warden's law you could use the midnight coup you can use any of the energy primaries if you like kindled orchid if you like the trust um if you like uh, Outbreak Perfected, if you like the Go Figure, if you like the um, the Bygones, right? There's all these different primaries that you can use. And when you equip those primaries, you don't feel any weaker or stronger than when you're not using them. Then when you go to secondary weapons, things get kind of shaky. It's like, okay, um, shotgun, decent fire rate shotgun, that's pretty much it. Snipers, don't really use them in PvE. Fusion rifles, don't really use them in PvE. So, the secondary weapons, the, the variety and the and the diversity there falls apart. Go to heavy weapons. 
it's a little bit better than it used to be, but it's very similar. It gets very one, one, one-sided, one-dimensional. And then you go to armor, and the same dadgum things happen. It's like, well, if I'm running a warlock, you're either going to run Phoenix or Nova or Skull Nova. Why would you not? Phoenix Protocol with a well or Skull Nova is in its own league. And you're like, well, then there's no reason to care about any other exotics. There's really no reason to care about armor in general because they haven't done enough with armor. So there's just, there's a lot of foundational loot problems that these exotics just sort of magnify, right? You might, <clears throat> excuse me, you might use Luna factions. Geomags are pretty fun, but again, you know, <clears throat> when you can literally get your super back, you're good. You're going to probably go with that. So... That's a long, long rant to answer your question. Uh, One too many with 29 months, welcome back. This is why I don't think we can say, oh, they don't know how to balance their game. I think there are so many layers to the problems that it's not, they're they're not, there's not like in rampant ineptitude at Bungie. Like we don't have a clue what we're doing. It's, there's a lot of threads here and it makes it very, very difficult to have them all functioning well and tied together. It's very, very difficult. Uh, Next question from Krios Rising. Do you think that the exotics uh, that focus too much on specific weapons need a rework uh, so they're more viable to the game in the sandbox? Again, I, I don't know if they could make particular exotics strong enough I, here's the thing. I don't think people are going to necessarily put away Orpheus Rigs and Skull Nova. I don't. I don't think they're going to put Phoenix Protocol or Skull Nova away. I don't think these things are going to suddenly become obsolete. Why? It's st- even even if I get less super energy, getting super energy back is arguably still more beneficial than virtually every other exotic I could put on. Right? The main thing that they're going to achieve with these changes is the new content isn't going to be like freaking reckoning, right? That's the main issue. They don't have to build the new content around these exotics. That's why it's frustrating, but it's like, well, this is probably going to actually be to our benefit. This is probably going to be a net benefit. If they nerf them into the ground to make them useless... I mean, they would have to really, really hurt them. They'd have to really, really hurt them for me to say, oh, I'm going to put on something else on my Warlock. If I go into collections right now and I look at exotics, okay, and I look at armor for the Warlock, I highly doubt I'm going to go with anything else. Eye of Another World marks priority targets and it buffs ability regen. Crown of Tempest arc ability uh, kills restore arc abilities. Uh, Nezarek, Sin, Void Kills, Increase, Ability, Regen. Everything's ability, right? Everything's ability. Some of these are probably good in PvP, but now I'm talking PvE, endgame PvE, right? The Stag. Grants Rift Energy when critically wounded. Creates Healing Rift on Death. Uh, Verity's Brow. Energy Weapon Kills Recharge Grenades Faster. And then Apotheosis Veil. Ability Energy on Supercast. Allies get Class Energy. Like, Again, Nezarax also does super. Oh. Void damage kills increase ability energy recharge rate. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Again, I don't know if any of these are going to be strong enough 
again to unseat phoenix gain super energy kills for kills and assists inside well of radiance well of radiance lasts a long time and when you're in a really really difficult environment even if you only get 25 percent of your super back that's on top of normal super energy regen that's on top of normal super energy just from kills in general right so again i I, phoenix phoenix and skull they're gonna have to literally nerf them into the ground to make people put them away and that's part of the problem those exotics in general probably shouldn't exist they probably shouldn't exist their existence makes the other supers i'm sorry the other exotics almost impossible to be appealing unless you trivialize them right think about what we're saying the only way you make other exotic armor pieces for the warlock appealing is by nerfing phoenix and skull into the ground which is essentially admitting they shouldn't exist you either completely nullify them as exotics which means just delete them from the game at that point right or you leave them as they are but make them slightly weaker and then you're still going to feel that draw of like same with Orpheus rigs. Orpheus rigs tether. A tether subdues an entire group of people. It gives you that. It gives you increased damage against them. It gives shared damage because they added the blood. The blood bound is in is an eight now, and then you're going to get a portion of your super back on top of generating orbs for your teammates. On top of other orbs you're going to pick up and other kills you're going to get. I just I don't know. I really don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Again, unless you trivialize them and break them. That's the only way you're going to do this. That's the only way they're going to pull this off. And that's, I think, part of the problem. It's it's a deeper problem than just, well, we made some really strong weapons uh, and exotics. It's like, no, you made exotics that basically can't be unseated unless you trivialize them. Like, look at what they're doing to Whisper. They're turning Whisper into a legendary weapon, basically. They're, 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 they're nullifying the weapon. And if they nullify the weapon, then it becomes like, okay, what's the point of even having the freaking weapon in the game at that point? You've nullified it beyond even being worth using or being an exotic. It's passive admittance that the gun probably shouldn't have ever been brought back. Um, The flying arrow. I don't know how many times you've been asked this, but how would you feel about people playing or paying for Lunas and Not Forgotten? This I don't really care about. I don't really care about it. It doesn't bother me if that's what people want to do. If they're, you know, that's that's called supply and demand. Willing consumers, you know, paying for something like that. I would never do it. You know, it's like somebody, it's like paying to have somebody clean your house. Why would you ever do that, right? Why would you ever pay to have somebody mow your lawn? Just do it yourself. If that's what they want to spend the money on, if they see it as valuable... If they see it as worth their money, um, then that's between the consumer and the person doing it. As long as they're on the up and up and it's not fraudulent and they're not breaking terms of service, then I, I just don't care. I just, I really, I really don't care. Uh, Jake's likes cakes. Do you think Whisper Nerf should be changed uh, to like an advanced triple tap three crits in a row reloads from reserve as one bullet to reserves they could do that or I've seen a really good suggestion from a lot of different people I don't this idea didn't originate with one particular person a lot of people have said it is once your reserves are empty 
as long as you hit all three, it reloads the gun, right? So you're like, crit, crit, hit the third one, and instead of being empty, you get three more bullets. Now, people would say that that's still going to nerf it, and it's still going to be potentially, in perfect circumstances, a god-tier weapon. That's ultimately their aim, right? Thank you, everybody, for saying welcome back from vacation. I appreciate it. I can't say thank you to every person individually, but I appreciate it. I see you guys saying that in the chat. They Ultimately, that's the concession and the admittance that they're making, is that that weapon alone would have trivialized whatever they're building. Whatever the six-man activity is, whatever the... Finally. Whatever the six-man activity is, you know... I'm going to wait and see if this guy's going to come over. We have waited a really long time for this guy. Whatever the raid is, you know, whatever six-man activity they got going on, that more than likely, even even if they would have said, all right, let's, um, you know, let's, let's, let's at least let them get their ammo back on three crits at the bottom of the mag, you know, at the, when you run out of ammo reserves, that still, I think, would have posed a problem because you are still going to let people do and just an insane amount of damage um, with with the weapon that more than likely was going to trivialize the new content, the new bosses, the whatever the frick, right? And it's it's a bummer. It's a huge it's a huge frickin' bummer. It's a huge frickin' bummer because they I think they could have they could have never really put these in the game or at least not put them in the game as strong as they are again at a foundational level as soon as you put skull and orpheus rigs in the game as soon as you do that okay it becomes a problem it becomes a problem because you're basically creating a, a, an exotic that does something that no other exotic can really match Let's say you get one that like really helps your grenade or your ability regen. The the abilities in the grenades in this game are nowhere near as strong or as influential as a tether or a nova. So as soon as you give people the ability to feed their super with their super, you have created a foundational problem. Because that just is a checkmate to all other exotics. Instead of exotics being like a capstone to an attunement where, hey, when you put this on, it, it promotes a certain playstyle with a certain attunement. Instead of that being the route that they take, they create exotics that are all-encompassing. It's just like, well, this, this touches down on, on basically all content, right? All content is, is touched by this, right? So... Why would I use anything else? It's not like you're going to go into an environment and be like, well, Nova and Riggs isn't really good in this environment. Now, you might go into an environment and be like, well, grenades aren't as helpful here. Melees aren't as helpful here. Rifts, rally barricades, whatever, aren't as helpful here. SMG, thank you for three months. That's a blue badge, right? So there could be environments where that happens. But again... That is an, a particular playstyle. That's a particular playstyle becoming less efficient. So then you switch around your exotics accordingly, because you're like, well, this particular playstyle is not going to work in this in, in this endgame environment. It's not going to be as strong, or you know, whatever the case may be. 
I think that's that's one of the that's one of the main issues is that Skull Nova and Riggs Tether isn't really a playstyle. You see what I'm saying? It's not a playstyle. It's just super spamming. That's not a playstyle, right? 26 months from Girth. Thank you so much, Girth Bandicooter. Um, Steve Murphy, I don't know if I thank you for 25 months. Thank you for 25 months. Like, when I played with Viking Funeral and Starfire Protocol and Wrath of the Machine, that was like a particular play style. And then when I played with Blue Westlow and he was rocking Nova, he played differently than me. We were both playing Warlocks but we were we were we were playing in a particular way that didn't feel like well one's better than the other now obviously viking funeral and fusion grenades with max discipline spamming nades in the fight is a contextual thing that i get to do right but that's only in that environment you're just spamming nades though right but again that's a particular fight in a particular context i can't do that everywhere and it's not effective everywhere Spamming fusion nades everywhere, a lot of the times, I just saved it for the self-res. The only time I spammed nades was in the Axis fight with the slamming of the plates. Why? A mechanic that's feeding my super, not a super that's feeding my super. So it's a particular place in a particular, you know, fight where that gets its footing. But if you go into other environments back in D1, running Starfire Protocol on on your self-res didn't necessarily make sense because it's like you would probably run um sun bracers or something else just to give you maybe extra nades because you just want to spam nades and then you're going to use your super for self-res not necessarily for um not necessarily for the grenade spam but with nova spamming i can do that everywhere public events strikes nightfalls raids there's nowhere where it's not helpful. It's literally, it's literally helpful everywhere. Um, and I think that's part of the problem. Diminishing returns basically means the more you use it, the less you're gonna get. Um, that's a pretty good shader, Celestial Dome. So like, if I use my Nova and I get back 33% from a big group. And then if I get my super back from some orbs and I do it again in close succession, I will be uh, getting less. It's diminishing returns is going to be just you're getting less and less over time um, based upon the fact that like if you're doing them close in succession. The reason they're doing that is because Riggs and Nova could still feed each other significantly. You're feeding each other orbs and then also getting super energy, right? And then that that kind of breaks down because it's like, well, you haven't really nerfed them. I mean, you've nerfed them, but as long as they play well together and feed each other orbs, you can just keep keep rolling. So diminishing returns will slow some of that down. Those two supers together will still be very, very strong because they'll feed each other, but not as much because of diminishing returns. Chesco, do you think nerfing pinnacle weapons set a bad precedent? What's the point of uh, completing these pinnacle uh, quests to get powerful weapons just to be nerfed in a few months? Well, the issue with Luna's and Not Forgotten isn't that the weapons themselves need nerf. That th- th- That's the bigger issue. The bigger issue is there's a foundational problem on console 
with hand cannons. There's a fundamental problem. It's like, okay, these are too weak, right? These hand cannons are too weak. They've got bad recoil. They've got bloom. They've got bad in-air accuracy. They cannot compete. That's the main issue. And they don't address that. They just chop down some pinnacle weapons. Okay. And again, that does. It sets a bad precedent. It's like, okay, so I'm I'm assuming the recluse is next then, right? Recluse is next, isn't it? Because, I mean, if you're going to just... If we're just going to keep doing this game of, like, here's something strong, it kind of runs away, it gets to the tip of the pyramid, it gets to be an outlier, better get rid of it. Or better better knock it down a peg. Well, that that's part of the problem. That That's part of the... That's part of the issue is you're, you're basically creating an environment where no one can be confident that their pinnacle weapon is going to endure not only as a reward, right? Not only as a reward, but also as just a strong weapon. Nobody, nobody likes getting a really... Imagine, like, working and getting a really, really good roll on something, and then when you finally get it, they nerf it, right? Like, not exactly the same, but kind of the same. Remember when we were all waiting for them to fix the Warden's Law? Well, if you were like, oh, they're going to fix Warden's Law, they're going to make the, you know, fourth times a charm work better or work different, or they're going to address the fact that fourth times a charm doesn't work right with this, with this weapon, okay? And you grind for a, um, a, a curated role, right? Well, when they finally fix it, they don't fix it. They make the curated version stupid, okay? That's frustrating. It's like, well, I worked really hard for this. It's a similar idea. You don't want to under undercut people's hard work, and that's essentially what has happened with, you know, the pinnacle weapon nerves. And they got to be careful. Again, they've got to stop being reactionary. Lead Milkman with 12 months. That's a red badge. Hope you had a good vacation. Welcome back. Thank you. They've got to be careful. This is, the, this is the dilemma that they're always going to be facing, okay? Always going to be facing this, this dilemma. The only way to motivate people to chase a pinnacle piece of gear is to make it good. <clears throat> and the minute you do that, the minute you make a pinnacle weapon in Destiny, and it's like, oh wow, this thing's really strong, or this thing can do X, Y, and Z. As soon as you do that, okay, you have now... You've now set yourself up to where people are going to say, well, this weapon's broken. This weapon's bad. And if you, okay, so then the answer would be, oh, don't make them too powerful. Well, if you don't make them too powerful, is anybody going to chase the pinnacle weapon? Right? Is anybody going to actually chase a mediocre, quote-unquote, pinnacle weapon? It's just, it. it's a problem. The idea is good but in execution it just creates tons of issues and i don't know what the answer is it's fine in pve but it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to work very well in pvp you know now when they did it with the the broad that you know the claymore and then the broadsword it it seemed to be a strong weapon but it didn't seem to be so strong that it ruined everything so people weren't necessarily chasing the um People were not necessarily chasing the Claymore and the Broadsword because it was so insanely strong. They were chasing it because it was unique, right? But then once you got into PvP, 
you know, Claymore and then subsequently the broadsword wasn't strong enough because you had weapons like the go figure and weapons like, um, um, I'm trying to think of the other one, the bygones. You had weapons like the bygones and the go figure that made it tough for the, the broadsword and the claymore to really, really compete. Um, so they kind of like created a unique weapon, pretty strong, pretty awesome. But then all it took was a couple of legendaries to make that weapon be like, eh, this is not good enough. I mean, obviously the, the claymore and the broadsword are honestly, um, they're, they're, they're a little bit better built for PVE than PVP. Um, cause keeping the, um, desperado perk active a little bit easier in PVE. Uh, oh, I forgot to, um, take the banner back off. Sorry. Myers alpha says would the spider bounties cost ghost fragment uh, be the amount of cores given. If you buy a bounty for two, you get two. Yeah, I mean, the spider bounties in general are dumb because they only give you one. And as we just saw, I waited for easily an hour, 30 to 40 minutes for that HVT. And I got one enhancement core from it. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. That That's, that's, that's stupid. So either make them all lost sectors. If you're just going to give me one, then just make them lost sectors, right? I just go, I do the lost sector, and when I'm done with the lost sector, I get one. You know what I'm saying? Freakish Chaos with 24 months. Thank you so much. That's two years. EJ Dump with 32 months. Getting close to three years. Welcome back. I hope the vacay was fun. Thank you. Um, Why do you act so smart? Um, I don't know if I'm acting, um, but okay. Uh, so yeah, the spider bounties, the spider bounties need retooled. They, they don't make sense. Um, they, <laughs> like, it's like I literally standing around for 20 or 30 minutes for one enhancement core does not make sense in the grand scheme of a transaction of time for reward. It doesn't make sense. Or, or what you could do is the ones where you go to a lost sector, give you one, but the ones where you wait for an HVT maybe give you five to make up for the fact that you're literally standing around doing freaking nothing. Like, I'm not doing anything. Right? I'm not achieving anything with my time. That's a pro- I think that's a problem. So. Uh, easy E. The nerfs seem to be likely uh, be around balancing the new raid. Will previous strategies on earlier raids need to be adjusted to the nerfs we are seeing coming? Or do you think the light level bump will trivialize previous raid bosses? Well, I mean, they're kind of on. I mean, most of the previous raid bosses, you don't have to run Whisper. You don't have to run anything that got nerfed. I mean, Skull Nova and Riggs Tether and Phoenix Protocol on a well were not necessary for really anything in Last Wish or Scourge. Um, I just that was just wasn't the case. Very very different. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can use in those environments. You don't need as soon as you meet the Delta, you don't need those weapons. And as Chevy and Chat saying, I mean, a lot of folks are probably just going to pivot to Darcy anyway. Um, so Little Mark with 18 months, welcome back. So I, I don't I don't think people are going to suddenly go into old content. You know what really is going to need adjusted? The old raids are fine, okay? Reckoning is going to be what needs adjusted. Reckoning was built for 
Phoenix Well, Riggs Tether, and Slova Slova Skull. That I mean, that is literally what Reckoning is built for. And I don't want more Reckoning. I don't want the six-man activity. I don't want the new raid. I don't want any of that to be like Reckoning. Um, Reckoning is not fun, and when you don't use those items, Reckoning is extra frustrating. And they're going to have to retool it and retune it. Um, Because they built an entire environment around a couple of, of, you know, exotic pieces of armor. Is there a six-man activity that's not a raid? Apparently, yeah, in the new content there is. There will be, uh, there, there's going to be a six-man activity that is not a raid in the con- in the new content. Reckoning will be easy at 750? I don't think so. Just because when, when you're 750, it doesn't matter. It's not like when you're 750 suddenly killing majors, that many majors in one, um, in one section are suddenly easier to dispatch of just because you're 750. It's still an insane amount of weapon, uh, I'm sorry, enemy saturation. Even if, even if, even if you're above the, the the power delta. Yeah, and power doesn't stop the stomp. I mean, getting stomped off. You've got to get rid of those majors, those big giant yellow bars super fast. Or you're just going to get stomped off. Uh, Ant Made it says, how do you feel about the raid launch being the same day, only given six hours for preparation? Is it like an equal race now? No, it's a punt, it's stupid, and it's only, it's designed for Bungie. It's not designed for the community. That's the truth. The, the raid, the raid launch window is dumb, and it's for them, not for you. Don't kid yourself. They're not doing it for the freaking community. It has nothing to do with the community. UK, UK market gets completely screwed, Okay. Six hours to to do what? Deal with bad RNG and bad leveling, and then to go into another environment where you're delted, right? It's no. The, this is why they did it. Okay, their leveling sucks. RNG and milestone sucks. Infusion's stupid and has been cl- complained about every single time they've done a content injection. And what they didn't want to have was somebody sitting in the directory for a week, week and a half to two weeks constantly complaining about the leveling as they get ready for the raid, which is basically what all of us did leading up to the raids. Now, some more than others, right? I was I, I, I was, I was one of the most vocal about the leveling every time leading up to the raid race, but like, it basically just compounds and magnifies the problems with leveling. Right? So they basically, they basically, what they do is, is they take a week and a half long complaint fest and they turn it into a six hour, like, lottery grind is what it's going to be, right? It's going to be a lottery grind. So basically, people are, they they basically turned a negative into a positive for themselves, not for you. So if everybody tunes in now on that day you're still going to see people getting frustrated with bad RNG, but it's not going to be a week-long, you know, form of, of frustration and complaint. That fuels Reddit, that fuels the forums, that fuels YouTube and Twitter. It creates a narrative of complaint about Season of Opulence. Here we go again, more bad leveling. Think about it. Like, really, really think about this for a second, and you're going to see that I'm, I've, got, I've, I've got this nailed to the wall. This is exactly what they're doing, okay? They're basically saying... 
the, we're not going to change leveling or enhancement cores. We want opulence to be well received, and the raid preparation creates a hot focus on leveling and and using milestones and trying to get as high power leveled as possible. Raid preparation focuses on that in a in a in a unique and very very specific way. And if we're not doing that for a week and a half. There's going to be less people in the directory doing it and complaining about it and trying to prepare because it's six hours, right? It's six hours instead of a week and a half. So the six hours becomes this like, it's almost like hype generating. It's like, oh my gosh, let's see how high all the streamers can get. Let's see how many milestones they can turn in and how many bumps they can get before jumping into this raid. And then let's see who gets the raid done first. It's going to create more of an intrigue and an interest around bad leveling than like a week of, my gosh, you know, so-and-so was going to run the raid, but they got completely screwed you know, like multiple times. And now they're, you know, they're under Delta and they're, and they're irritated. Right? Hoax with 25 months. Thank you. I just think they saw a really, really unhealthy pattern. And the unhealthy pattern was you got a week to two, you know, week and a half. Hellfire, thank you for eight months to prepare for the raid. And that entire week, it's nothing but long 10, 12, 13 hour streams of people getting irritated at bad RNG and creating a dialogue about the new content that is very, very one sided, right? Such a small portion of the community even can grind the way that we grind like the weeks typically leading up to raid that's such a small portion of the community can even do that so those complaints end up creating this like this this shadow over the content and then people go to the forums people go to twitter people go to reddit and they're like the leveling sucks the leveling's bad and they're right to say that but i think it i think it creates a, a higher a higher focused amount of complaint when it's stretched out that long so I, that this this decision to put the raid on the launch timing that they did, it has nothing to do with the community. They're not doing it for you. They're doing it for themselves. Also, people have brought up a pretty good point to consider. Another another part of this equation is E3 and EA Play, right? EA Play happens the week that Opulence lands. E3 lands the second the next week. So they know people are going to be traveling for E3 and EA Play, and that hurts. That hurts viewership. Um, they're then competing with viewership, you know, with other things going on, other announcements, and it becomes it becomes less of a. This is now this is a hot focus moment right before all the E3 EA Play stuff gets ramped up, because. Um, EA Play is probably actually going to draw more attention than it has in the past because they're more than likely going to maybe have Star Wars stuff and everybody's pretty excited you know, about the, the Star Wars game and that's just going to be one more thing to draw away attention and draw content creators away and streamers and YouTubers away um, so I don't think it's going to be I don't think anybody's going to be over leveled, no the legendary four king says, "Do you think Bungie needs to make a big splash with season of opulence?" Um, a lot of my clan says they are going to stop playing if the next season's not really good. Thoughts on what they need to do to make the current, uh, make the season up to keep the base to bring the base back. Um, 
I think this is why they did the nerfs all in one blog post and they didn't have anything else good to say. They wanted to rip off the Band-Aid. Now the Band-Aid's been ripped off. They can now take the next two weeks to focus on nothing but good. So more than likely, we're going to get a vid doc probably tomorrow. There'll be a video tomorrow on Tuesday. Because um, Tuesday, just in general, is when people pay attention to Destiny and Bungie. Because um, it's reset day. Um, and then the TWA will have some information in it. And then the next week, similar, similar. Like, they're basically at this point, they have no reason to to not start focusing on opulence. And I think they just wanted to get the Band-Aid out of the way, right? They got everybody excited. Outbreak Perfected lands. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Outbreak Perfected is dope. And then they're like, oh, uh, by the way, a bunch of exotics are about to get hurt and made pretty weak. Sorry about that. And then everyone's like, what the frick? This is terrible. And then this week, they're going to start going and in into into marketing promotion mode. Um, so, And I know a lot of people think Outbreak's going to get nerfed. I don't think they're going to nerf Outbreak. I think they're just going to cap the damage from the from the SIVA, from the SIVA things or whatever. So, you're truly a fanboy? You're truly an idiot because my videos have been mostly critical lately and I get called uh, a whiner and a complainer more than I get called a fanboy. So, it's cool though. Being an idiot is curable with education and learning. So you can recover from your terrible mental state. So I I just think in general, <clears throat> in general, they knew this had to happen. They couldn't create new content with these exotics in the game where they were. So they had to tone them down. And in toning them down, they're like, do it all at once, rip the band-aid off. <clears throat> so then when we start marketing the game, it's kind of like we're over, we're over and done with that, right? We're, we, can, we can now move on and start talking about the good stuff, right? Because if you think about it, if you think about it, we don't know what exotics are coming. They did that big exotic trailer for Forsaken. They could do another one, right? They could do another one. They could start talking about the six-man activity. There could be a raid trailer. Listen, if there's one thing Bungie has consistently done is they make us really upset, right? And then they put out a video... Right? They put out a video and a trailer and everybody goes nuts. It happens all the time. Don't act like it doesn't. Don't try to pretend that it doesn't happen. It does every single time. Everyone's like, oh, frick, stupid game. I hate Destiny, but I'm done. And then they're like, oh, here's a trailer with some exotics. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, did you see that? And then, and then, and then you're back in. They do it all the time. They've been doing it for they've been doing it for freaking what six years. This isn't this isn't a new this isn't a new concept to to get the community upset and riled, and then all of a sudden you're excited again. Like it's it's all oh, that guy's trying to do the do the thing. I'm gonna try and help him do it heroic. I usually try to pay attention if someone's trying to do it heroic. These guys up top seem to have stopped too. Um, so try and help this guy out if possible uh, Trojan Storm haven't played in three months what are the new PvE meta weapons uh, Outbreak is awesome um, Outbreak is really awesome but you gotta do the quest to get it uh, there's not really any new PvE meta weapons I mean if you grind for the new ones from Drifter um, 
So, oh, he had a sliver. He had a sliver. Uh, Angie, what enemy do you enjoy fighting the most? I I think Cabal are the, the just knocking their heads off and seeing that steam that that steam come out is uh, I think pretty dope. That's always been kind of one of my favorites is to fight the Cabal. They're also big and bulky and I don't know. They they have a way of fighting that feels like you're in an actual like battle. Um, Hive and Taken and Fallen. I don't know. They all seem kind of stupid in comparison. Cabal have the shields, they're rough, they hit you, they're, I don't know. Cabal seem like we're actually having an, a war. Um, I did like fighting Siva in Wrath of the Machine, though. That intensity was fun, but it was, you know, it wasn't the same. It wasn't quite the same as fighting uh, Fallen. So, Muskas- uh, Muskaska says, what do you think... Uh, if Bungie leaned more into energy weapons, like for example, putting Genesis uh, passively on it, Disruption Bake passively on special weapons, Shield Disoriented passively on primary weapons. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot they could do with energy weapons to help them out. Uh, in general, I think that fusion rifles need something. Um, they need something, like you're saying, passive. There needs to be something innate about fusion rifles, or we're just never going to use them right it's like well why the frick am i going to use a fusion rifle it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't shoot fast enough it doesn't do enough damage it's got a cone so it's easy for some of it to miss there's a lot of things about fusion rifles that just it's like i'm just going to use a shotgun shotguns as they function their range their fire rate their damage output they just they just fit they fit the the bill so much better most of the time in comparison so, uh, Nova Hands, Lono, do you think this big sweeping nerf was all tied to the departures of Hamrick and Wisniewski? Could this have been a philosophical differences at play? I don't want to read too much into like as soon as Wisniewski and Hamrick leave, they're like, let's nerf, and here's why. I don't think anybody was if 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 people were under the delusion that Skull was fine. I don't. I don't, I don't know what to say to that person. It's like, Skull was broken, okay? And I don't mean broken like, oh my gosh, this is so overpowered, it's ruining the game. It was just like, there's nothing else in the game like this, okay? Skull needed addressed. So more than likely, a lot of this stuff was planned months ago. I don't think they were like, oh, sweet, Ding Dong the Witch is dead. See you later, Hammerkin and Wisniewski. Let's start nerfing stuff. I don't think that's what happened. Right? I, it's one of the things where it's like, okay, th- th- more than likely these nerfs and these plans, they, they, they were set in motion months ago. And that may have led to, you know, philosophical philosophical disagreements and, 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 and differences that maybe played a part in them leaving. Like... I don't really want to do this. I think you guys are making a mistake. I think we can do this and this and this and this with buffs and this and this and blah, 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 blah with the content. And maybe that did play a part in them leaving, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't think so. Royer D with 24 months, two years, my man, been watching since Taken King. Uh, awesome seeing the community grow. Thank you very much, dude. Congrats on the gold badge. I think too, I, you can read the tea leaves a little too much. You guys know I like to read the tea leaves and theorize and get like a tinfoil hat on. I don't think in this scenario 
Bungie was sitting around just like waiting. Oh, I can't wait till these guys leave and then we can start nerfing stuff. I think that that's an unlikely narrative uh, internally. I think these things were planned well before. Uh, which D1 exotic do you think they could bring back next season? I think Monte Carlo might come back. Um, I actually think, yeah, I could see Monte Carlo. I think they're going to save Gallahorn for September. Um, I think they're gonna save they're gonna save Gallahorn for September. I think Hawkmoon and Bad Juju, yeah, I think they're they're in the mix uh, for next for for this season. Um, I think that might have even been data mined, but or maybe leaked by Anon the Nine, um, which we don't know if the Anon the Nine you know leaks are reliable anymore because it was Shadow of Anon the Nine. But in general, I would think Gallahorn. Um, it would fit with opulence though. It would, it would, but Gallahorn suddenly being in the game, I think fits more with going back to the dreadnought, which I believe is going to happen in September. So Velociraptor with 10 months, dude, almost an entire year. Deadeye Ninja with an entire year. That's a red badge. Welcome back. Uh, T-Jack wasn't shards already nerfed recently. Yes, it was. So it kind of stings that they seem to be doing it again. Uh, the, the reasoning I believe is they want it to be in line with where they take skull and rigs, which means more than likely skull and rigs is going to get really hurt. If they have to take shards down more, uh, more than likely, uh, skull and Orpheus rigs are going to get pretty hurt. Um, so. Myers Alpha, I feel like every nerf but Whisper is justified. We had to wait weeks for the Catalyst levels. It's just pulling the rug out thoughts. Well, here's the thing, okay? I'm not going to defend the Whisper nerf, okay? Because at a ground level, let's talk about this at two levels. Let's talk about this at two levels. At the ground level, okay, they're nullifying the weapon. It's not even a freaking exotic anymore. It isn't. It's not worth using. They're breaking it. They're not just breaking it. They're nullifying it. Like, it's not It's not even the same weapon. It's becoming something else. Like, so at a foundational level, it, you can't really defend it. It's like, what the frick? Okay. Now let's talk about it at another level. From a philosophy, from a design standpoint, from content, you know, from a content design standpoint, it kind of is needed. They, for, for, for starters, they should have never brought back the dadgum weapon to begin with. They shouldn't have. How did you not know that weapon was going to cause these problems? How? Who 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 pulled the trigger on it, right? They just shouldn't have released it. It because again, I, I understand. Again, I'm not defending it. I'm simply saying I understand. You got to get rid of the weapon basically. It it's you can't make content they have established since Vault of Glass to now, they have established that challenging content has bosses that have damage cycles. Those damage cycles, if there is a crit spot, which generally speaking, you have to have a crit spot. I mean, that's just destiny. If they keep the game's identity intact, then Whisper is a problem. Whisper is a problem. And people are like, well, just make the bosses harder, make them tankier, make damage cycles, uh, make them shorter, uh, make the boss move a lot. And it's just like, dude, you can't create content for one exotic. That's the problem. Is Whisper 
is so insanely strong that you'd have to basically create all the content for Whisper. And I don't think that, that that's not good content. Reckoning is proof of that. They created Reckoning for Orpheus Riggs, Phoenix Protocol, and Skull. Okay? That's content created for an exotic, and it's not good content. The worst PvE content they've probably ever made. Super narrow, not fun, not enjoyable. So, unless you want them to just keep creating raids and endgame content to legislate and nullify Whisper, which ultimately makes the content narrow and frustrating, I, I, this, this was a necessary, a super painful, necessary form of surgery. It hurts, it sucks, it's not fun, but it, it was unfortunately needed. You know? It's like, you want to run really, really fast, and so you run really, really fast, and you trip and you break your ankle. Okay? Well, you wanted to run really, really fast. The risk of running really, really fast is getting hurt, pulling a, pulling a muscle, tripping, breaking a bone. And now, because you ran really, really fast and you trip and fell, you misjudged your steps, you have to wear a cast, and it's going to hurt, but ultimately, it's needed. You have to wear this cast. You have to go through this, you know, physical rehabilitation or whatever the frick. Ruthless Blackskin with 25 months. Wowza, that's been a long time, dude. Welcome back. Vias with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you for using your Prime sub here. So, I don't like it. I empathize with the frustration, but it's like, you're you're going to end up with, you're just going to end up with bad, not fun, narrow content if they don't do this. I hate it as, I, I do. I hate it as much as you guys. I was loving shards. I was loving skull, but it's like I don't want more reckoning, so I kind of accept it, and that's where we're at. Mac twenty ninety nine with reckoning being built for these exotics, will they address or change it for the better? I don't know. I'm gonna do a talk about that. They don't have a choice. They can't leave reckoning as it is. Um, they can't leave reckoning as it is. Because as soon as the it, once these once these items become weaker, you won't be able to keep up. Even if, even if you're above the delta, it doesn't matter. You won't be able to dispatch of the of the um, the yellow bars fast enough. You won't be able to. Uh, Gandalf, do you think? Hang on, let me buy these bounties and see where we sit on uh, count. So we need six more. Um, do you think maybe this could also be the precursor to Bungie possibly leaving older gear behind? Maybe consider gear a one-year infusion span, uh, thinking that as soon as gear is introduced, it can be infused for a year since release. Um, I think it could be a reward the player investment and some control on power creep. Well, listen, somebody clipped me saying that they shouldn't leave behind or get rid of the... Um, the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. I was like, that'd be worse. That'd be a worse decision than nerfing them. And somebody clipped that. And it got a bunch of views. And I think somebody clipped it and possibly shared it somewhere to be like, and I'm just theorizing, but like, here's Lono contradicting himself. Because I'm a big proponent of leading, leaving stuff behind. And then you have a clip of me saying that they shouldn't get rid of the weapons. That would be a huge mistake. Again, you're cherry-picking my comments if that's why they clipped that. Okay, that's a cherry-picked comment out of context. In the context of that discussion, I was talking about the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. Okay? Now, as far as, like, the solution for the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. 
Okay, that's what my comments were made in in regards to. I wasn't saying carte blanche, like all the time, no matter what, you should never get rid of the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. I still have a very strong belief that eventually you have to leave gear behind. So yeah, a year to 18 months from now, Lunas and the Not Forgotten should get left behind in some way. Now, without power level advantages in the Crucible, it might not matter, right? You don't necessarily have to infuse stuff to use it in the Crucible unless there's, you know, power level advantages, which means they'd have to put power level advantages maybe in competitive or maybe in trials, but that's problematic for accessibility and enjoyment for the community at large. There's risk there, okay? Um, So, I would say that this if this is a precursor to them finally saying all right look we we can only create so much stuff within a given archetype we can only create so many perks within a given archetype to make them interesting ultimately incentive is dying on the fact that you can keep using the same gear for forever and they start leaving stuff behind i'll be happy because people will complain but ultimately they'll keep playing that's part of the problem it, let's let's look at it this way okay I'll get it this way. Right now, you don't feel a strong incentive to grind for the new gear. One of the reasons that that happened for people in Black Armory and Drifter is because you already have Pinnacle gear. You have the Midnight Coup. You have the Igalash Shotgun. You have a variety of weapons that already perform at their absolute best. Maybe you have a really good role on the Warden's Law like me. Okay? So... All you do is a couple sessions of bad RNG when grinding for a new weapon, and you're kind of like, who the frick cares? And you stop playing, okay? Now, the alternative is that they sort of, they kind of, they kind of prick you a little bit, and they hurt you. They take some of your weapons away. Not necessarily take them away, but they can't be infused any longer. So now all of a sudden you feel a sense of vacancy in your loadout, and you feel like, well, I better go and grind for this new stuff. Then I think you're less likely to disengage because you're like, you know what? I need these weapons. I don't I don't have replacements for X, Y, and Z in my loadout. So you keep playing. Right? You just you keep playing. So in my mind, the two worlds, okay, the two the two options that I just outlined. One is, is, is one where people very easily disengage because there's no need, there's no vacancy, there's no drive. They're just like, nah, it's fine. I already have great gear. In another world, right, in one life, you know, <laughs> uh, Mr. Anderson. So in, in one world, people get frustrated, but then that frustration drives them to keep playing. Okay. In the current system, you get frustrated by bad RNG or the lack of drops, and you're just like, well, frick it, I'm done, and you stop playing. I, in, in either scenario, okay, in either scenario, people are going to stop playing. In my scenario, people, people stop playing, I think, to lesser degrees because they feel that need to refill the vacancies, to refill the things that they're missing. And... In the current system, people come back, they get some bad RNG, bad leveling, bad milestones, bad whatever, and they're like, ah, who cares? I already have good gear. I'll wait until the content gets better. And then I'll just come back and infuse everything. Right? 
the latter is what's happening in anthem no loot lack of quality bugs right like anthem's a good example of this it's just sort of like well nothing's dropping so who cares and so people disengage um in a loot based game complaint or frustration about gear getting left behind or nerfed is proof that people are invested in the loot so when you take it away or you you chop it down a peg or you don't let it be infused anymore you're basically motivating them to fill those vacancies andy sig with 20 months duros xl with 26 months welcome back Guys, if you're new to the stream and you like this style of content, it's interactive. People are submitting questions. It's kind of like a radio show. Click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support me. That's the little heart button on my channel. Um, That's free, and it helps support me. It helps you come back and not miss out on streams. I will be doing another talk and Q&A today about Avengers Endgame. It'll be a full sort of review and great discussion, I'm sure. I gave people an entire month. Uh, So if you're worried about spoilers, I'll give you plenty of warning. Um, but that's another segment we're going to be doing. I'm also going to be bringing back Twitch talks in a different way, I think. So if you like this kind of content and Q&A sessions, a lot more of that to come. So next question. Remy says, do you think these nerfs are also a side effect of Bungie trying to build future content on old loadouts instead of building challenging content that uh, only gets easier when loot from the activity drops like D1 weapons and armor? Uh, what are your thoughts? Okay. It's a side effect of Bungie trying to build future content on old loadouts instead of building challenging content that only gets easier when loot from the activity drops. I'm not necessarily understanding your contrast. I do think... I do think that D2 Year 1 played a part because it was like, well we overreacted you know d d2 year one we were everyone was so weak perks were lame static you know static roles exotics like what you know there there weren't that many exotics that were strong uh year one um double primary uh so it's one of those things where if if they hadn't launched such a weak game they wouldn't have had to react with so much power and by reacting with so much power, they created a world where they just overswung. So, I I think I honestly think Last Wish was built for double primary. So Last Wish, they they cheated and they were like, well, we'll make the primary difficulty related to the Delta. So the Delta was the main reason that Last Wish was difficult. Okay, the mechanics themselves are challenging, right? But once you master the mechanics, none of the DPS phases are matter. The DPS phases are a joke because it was it wasn't built for Ikelos shotgun being a secondary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was built for a double primary. Um, Scourge of the Past is similar. It's a little bit similar, but Scourge of the Past is a little bit different because um, oh, I need one more. Uh, Scourge of the Past is a little bit different because. In Scourge, you have to do a lot of mechanics in order to get to the damage phase. And in in Last Wish, like, Shirochi and Kali and Morgeth are basically just damage phases. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. I feel like Scourge, it was clear they had more of an idea in mind of, like, intensity and mechanics. And then when you get to the damage phase, I feel like they're just, they're just kind of like, ah, it's okay. You know, you can... You can do that. You can you can melt the boss. I feel like you kind of earn it. But they all, you know, I, I had an interaction with with a guy 
from Bungie on Twitter, and he said that it's just like, nothing is really a match for Six Whispers. Nothing is a match for Six Whispers. It's just, it's so strong, and they didn't necessarily build the content with that in mind, and I think that's difficult to do. Um, It's difficult to do. It's difficult to build content with you know, insane damage spread across six people, you know, in mind. Um, For example, right? For example, did they need to give you the buff that you can share in that fight? Probably not, right? But Scourge of the Past, if they don't give you that buff, okay, and your team's not running six whispers that fight suddenly gets significantly harder. Does that make sense? So it's like, I think Scourge of the Past is a really good example of they try to give people freedom. They try to give people a good encounter that when you master the mechanics, you can get good damage. Whisper comes into the scenario and just trivializes the entire freaking thing. So if a team goes in without Whisper, they can do it. Why? Well, because of the damage buff. But... If you get rid of that damage buff, that shared damage buff, where like if you're, you know, you're standing at, at, at parallel, angular, or continuous, and you're standing in your spot, and you're getting that damage buff, it makes for a really, really good encounter. If they got rid of that because of Whisper, you would feel like, I have to run Whisper. Don't you see? As soon as they start legislating the content for Whisper, then you, you create bad content. You create bad encounters right so killer nick joe with 21 months thank you i might have missed yours evil the waffler you say you want less exotics and more legendary weapons like breakneck but what if they do the same they did with whisper and they give us something too strong well i mean obviously when i say what i'm saying is that obviously when i say what i'm saying like it's a given that they would have to keep the weapons in check you know and Chevy's making a good point. The main reason Whisper is a go-to weapon for DPS phases is because of the ammo and seemingly it beats infinite. Ammo economy is crap, right? That's a good point, okay? Think back, okay? Think back to Wrath of the Machine. Wrath of the Machine gauntlets changed the raid. Why? It created an abundance of ammo which gives you a level of freedom and a way of playing that doesn't exist in a barren ammo economy. Can you imagine playing Wrath with a barren ammo economy that we have now? It would suck. It would not be fun. The intensity, right? Those captains on the bridge. All that would be would be brutal with this ammo economy. That's another thing to consider here is that again, a foundational problem is being overlooked the foundational problem of ammo economy being absolute just junk why did we struggle okay and no offense to redeem here but when they get world's first on leviathan prestige one of the main reasons they and second place team were in such a big lead is because of wardcliff glitching why they were overriding a bad ammo economy it was terrible. We had numerous people dying at lanterns because they couldn't get their heavy back. A heavy power ammo exchange wasn't working consistently, and we had people dying because of it, right? You get to override that entire pain point when you ward cliff glitch. 
right? It was it it was the primary pain point in Prestige Leviathan was a crap ammo economy. And it's unfortunate because it's like that to me takes away from the fact that like Redeem goes in, they figure out the mechanics, they're a good team, they're doing well, but then they're like, well, we got a glitch just to get freaking ammo. The one guy even says it. He's like, forget this. I'm gl- I'm more cliff glitching because the ammo economy is a, is junk. It's stupid. It shouldn't be that way. It's a shooter. You should be feeding me ammo to overcome the objective, to overcome the obstacles. That's why Wrath of the Machine will always be, I think, the perfect raid. From the bottom to the top, Wrath gets it right. It gets it right. From normal to hard to challenge mode, the ammo economy, the internal currency, the re-rolling of armor, the weapons themselves, all of it. They got it right. The armor perks, all of it. They got Wrath right. And until they recapture that, Wrath and King's Fall need to have a baby because the, 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 the difficulty philosophy of going from normal to hard in King's Fall is literal perfection. It is perfection. The reason it's perfection is they build hard first and then they tone it down for normal. They got to go back to that. That was such a good move. And then challenge mode comes as a beautiful capstone, okay? The gear, the lack of internal economy, and the mechanical heaviness of King's Fall is one of the marks against it. But as far as the actual difficulty philosophy, King's Fall is perfect. If you take King's Fall's difficulty philosophy and you inject it into Wrath, you have literally the best raid ever. Better than Vogue, don't at me. Better than Crotuck, King's Fall. Better than Leviathan. Better than Last Wish. We've got to get back to that. Because if you get back to that, then if they're feeding us ammo, you don't have to create this like, well, we need ammo, so we're going to run Whisper, or we're going to run Darcy, or we're going to run this, or we're going to run that, or I, I, I got to do this to get my ammo back, or this glitch or that glitch. This is, this is, this is a new problem. I'm sorry, this is not a new problem. Ammo economy has been jacked up since Levy. Really, it has. Uh, Angus. Should they just make pinnacle weapons not as good? Uh, then they don't have to nerf them, but make them easier to get? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The... The, the, the pinnacle weapons aren't the problem here. The only pinnacle weapons being nerfed are Luna's and Not Forgotten, and that's not even the primary problem. The primary problem is that on console... They're the only hand cannons that don't have bloom, bad recoil, bad in-air accuracy. So they nothing competes against them. They're in their own they're in their own world. They don't need nerfed as weapons. The other weapons need to be basically fixed on console. That's why Ace of Spades is more popular on PC. Cuz Ace of Spades is 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 more on an equal footing so ace of spades just just actually gets more representation on pc because you don't have to deal with the recoil the bloom and the bad in-air accuracy because you're not on console so it's like all you have to do is look at pc usage to see lunas and not forgotten are not a problem on pc they're not a problem because there's not an intrinsic imbalance within the guns and the archetypes it's not the guns themselves that are the problem. So no, they've not created any problematic pinnacle weapons. Breakneck, Delirium. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that they've 
that they've done for PvE. I can't... I'm blanking. Is there one that I'm missing? There was the Delirium, and then there was the Breakneck. Oh, and then the Oxygen. The Oxygen. Uh, they're not... In the Loaded Question. Yeah, they're not going to nerf those. If anything, Oxygen and the Loaded Question need help. Right? I think those guns need help. I think they're underrepresented. I don't think they're they're strong enough to be considered uh, pinnacle weapons. So there, there, there's not a problem right now of, of pinnacles being too strong. If anything, they're kind of not strong enough. Like, Delirium's okay. The only reason Delirium feels pinnacles is because they freaking nerfed machine guns before it got delivered. Dark Armed Games. Savala wants me to pick up the loaded question at 700. If I wait until next season, will it go up? I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably locked since you've already earned it. Um, Clay, uh, Clay Road Dirt says, Do you think they internally playtested the new raid and found the exotic gear and weapons uh, they nerfed to be too powerful? 100%. Yes. They were given two choices. Design the new content to be like Reckoning and actually have the content designed around exotics or nerf those exotics. Those were their choices. That was it. That was it. Uh, Remy. Many of the weapons being nerfed were only obtainable from a quest. Do you feel it's unfair for Bungie to negate that time investment because they had uh, to overpivot giving us power? I mean, listen, there's nothing we can do. I mean, regardless of how you earned it, it sucks either way. If, If they nerf 1k voices, whether you got it super lucky first try or it took 88 tries, it doesn't matter. It sucks either way. The method of you earning it doesn't really land on the equation in the discussion, in my opinion. Either way, it's it's gear that you like that's now weaker. Opinions get you banned. What other nerfs do you think are coming from being Bungie said it wasn't all but the most impactful? Could grenade launchers, Luna Factions, and Outbreak be on the block? I don't think grenade launchers are too strong. I don't think Luna Factions are too strong. I don't think Outbreak is going to get a nerf. I think they're just going to cap the SIVA... Um, what's it called? What's the actual perk called? This weapon does more damage to enemies based on the number of SIVA nanites that attach to them. Par- paras- parasitism or parasitism is, isn't going to get a nerf. All they're going to probably do is they're going to say enemies can only have X number of nanites on them at a given time. They're going to be like, the weapon's still going to function, still going to be awesome... We're not nerfing the weapon. We're just going to say, eh, there can only be so many nanites on a given enemy. People are like, well, that's technically a nerf. No, that's not really a nerf. Because the gun is still doing the same amount of damage. It's still going to stack the same amount of times on 99% of the content. But in that 1% of the content where six people are stacking nanites, they're going to say, this is th- th- we didn't expect th- th- this, many, this many nanites to stack, right? And again, people are like, well, that's a nerf. It's not a nerf because it's a primary weapon. You should not be melting raid bosses with this. Can we? Can we be? Can we? Can we not be? Can we not be silly about this? Right? If they fix a bug, is it a nerf? Right? Like, what, what's what's the phrasing here? Fix an issue where nanites were stacking more than they should have and doing more damage than intended. Yeah, like if it's a bug. If, if they if they did never if it was not intended for this to stack limitless 
with six people and they fix that, that's not a nerf. They're not going in and saying range, DPS, impact, reload speed. We're, we're, we're toning that down. They're not doing that. They're going to be like, ah, this wasn't really the intended purpose of nanites. So... Is it a bug or is it not? Yeah, we don't know if it's a bug. They've not come out and said whether or not it's a bug. I don't know if they've said that. Um, the stacking is capped in Crucible, so I'd imagine it was intended to do so in PvE as well. Oh, if it's stacked in Crucible, if it's capped in Crucible, and it's not capping in, like, the raid environments, then that's a bug. Yeah, that's that's a good point. If A nerf is when they go in and say, weapon is XYZ weaker. A nerf is not when they say, oh, wait a minute, hang on a second. Yeah, this was not how this is supposed to work. Uh, it's not supposed to be stacking unlimited on a raid boss. So. We don't know if it's a bug. We'll have to wait and see what they say. Hey Shiz says, have you seen the list of catalysts coming? Seems like Bungie is hiding buffs behind these catalysts instead of buffing certain archetypes as a whole. I have not seen them, so I'm not sure. Uh, Mac, let's say every exotic that regen super energy is capped at 70%. Is that enough or too much? And does it still trivialize weaker exotics? These exotics just shouldn't exist. They just shouldn't exist. Um, that's the problem. So, if you... Let's say we give... Let's say we do. We take it to 70%. It still makes rigs, Phoenix Protocol, and, and Skull better than all the rest of the exotic options it just does so it's like what you see what i'm saying it's like well if if uh if you're only gonna get 70 or 50 percent even if it's only 33 percent right even if it's only 33 percent it doesn't matter it's still better than virtually all the other exotics because they just they don't do that they do something else that's just not as influential as getting super energy back so I, they just they shouldn't have put him in the game that's part of the problem Remy with the release of the outbreak quest I saw how strong shields can be do you think Bungie could just design enemies that flat out are immune to certain damage types so whisper and other OP weapons uh, wouldn't need to be nerfed well again do you see what you're doing you're legislating content and creating content around exotics that's dangerous Reckoning is proof of that. The minute they go into content and say, well, we better make this content do X, Y, and Z because of exotics A, B, and C, it's bad content. So if they make an enemy or an enemy type or an enemy or a boss or a mini boss or whatever the frick, if they're like, well, we better make this immune to this random item, that just starts to get arbitrary. It's like, well... So what, random enemies are going to resist Whisper? Random bosses are going to resist Whisper? What the frick? Don't you see how weird that would start to feel? It would start to get to the point where it's just like, you're, you're, it's almost like rock, paper, scissors. You know? It's rock, paper, scissors at that point. You don't know, you go into an environment, you go to use your loadout, and they're like, oh, no, 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 this guy resists that. Huh? What? I don't think that's good. I think you have to have a, a good baseline elemental damage yeah but again like why you so you're just gonna make a a boss just randomly resistant to solar damage what 
Now, shields, sure, but again, once you get into a damage phase on bosses all the way back to Vogue to Scourge of the Past, that's, that's you know, six years of, of, of enemies. F- I'm sorry, five years of, of enemy design, boss design. Those damage cycles are just part and parcel to the Destiny identity and the Destiny experience. So, and again, if you guys are enjoying this type of content, the back and forth, the Q&A, be sure to click follow on my Twitch channel. That's the little heart button. We will be doing another one of these today about Avengers Endgame, a review, a discussion, Q&A. It's going to be a good time. So make sure you stick around for that and make sure you're following the channel. Um, El Pinto Loco. Do you think the wave of nerfs make people not want to invest time on the pursuit of pinnacle weapons because they just nerfed next season? Uh, Even stuff like Outbreak Prime is not safe. Well, I mean, to be honest, they, these are exotics, not pinnacle. And so we got to be careful. I, I don't think they haven't nerfed breakneck, delirium, loaded question, uh, mountaintop, claymore, broadsword. You know, they haven't nerfed almost any of the pinnacles. So it does set a bad precedent, but I don't think in the way that you're, you're drawing the conclusion. Super J-Man, do you think the nerfs to the exotics will help Bungie move away from making content with artificial difficulty and move towards content with actual challenge? This is one of the reasons I think they're doing it is because it's going to be, okay, this is this is the way the content's now designed. Your pain points can be met, you know, strategized, you know, overrode, whatever. And that's more interesting than here's another boss where, you know... Here's another boss where once you get to the damage phase, everyone's just melting with, you know, with, with Whisper. It's just one of the things. Um, uh, so. Um, this is uh, the next level. There are a few people that know about this. So feel free. Of course, you didn't hear me. Love the input towards stuff. So I've just gotten some, some insider information, unverified, but insider information saying... Um, it'll be announced in the TWAB this week. You're going to have to hit X level to enter the raid and it will be, and it will be forced to the same Delta. Everyone will be forced to the same Delta. There are very few people that know this. So feel free to talk about it hypothetically until announced. So I'm getting some inside information from one of my sources, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if it's coming in the TWAB this week. That, that seems like a, that seems like a shadow of a non the nine kind of a leak that, We'll have to wait and see if it's confirmed this week. That's that's unusual. If they do that, then I don't understand why they're why they're launching the raid same day. Um, I think E3 is playing a part, but I, again, I also think they're bad leveling, bad infusion, bad milestone, bad RNG. I don't think they want people talking about that again for a week and a half. So. Um, Evil the Waffler, probably in the minority, don't mind the nerf, uh, if it gives me a reason to chase new loot and enjoy it while I can till the next thing comes out, why do you think this upsets the community so much? Um, well, that's something we've requested for a while. I mean, I know Giggs requested it, I've requested it, like, just even Delta, so no one has an advantage based on RNG. I've been requesting that since Wrath of the Machine, so, I hope it's true. I hope it's true. Um, I might be in the minority but I don't mind the nerf listen if you're like enjoy while I can next thing comes out why do you think it upsets the community so much okay so that's your question okay 
your question is why does it upset the community so much it upsets the community so much because this is just an ongoing five-year process of got something dope now it's weaker all the way back to when i finally got the suros regime but i got the suros regime a week after bungie had nerfed it that was upsetting that was irritating it sucked Hearing my friends use it, seeing my friends use it for weeks, talking about how awesome it was, and then it gets nerfed. That sucks. It's frustrating. How is it not frustrating in a loot-based power fantasy game to have stuff made weaker? I, 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 this doesn't need explained, in my opinion. I understand your perspective. I think it's a completely fine and respectable perspective to say, you know what? It'll give us a new meta. It'll give us new things to chase. I tend to empathize a little bit more with you because I've been the one that's saying we got to leave stuff behind. I don't think this is the way you do it. But again, they created this problem. They brought us to the cliff to kick us off of it. So, Dark Knight with 29 months, welcome back. Angus, do you think they should make pinnacle weapons not as good so they don't get nerfed? We already talked about that. You already asked that. Uh, Ashton Annihilator, more of a what if, but considering Bungie are locking all raids until Sorrow is beaten, you think the first encounter being 715, you think that could be looking at a Niobe Lab situation? No. No. Number one, I don't think the raid will be long enough to have us in a Niobe Lab situation. Between Datto's team and Redeem and the Wobblers, we'll be fine somebody's gonna beat it I, you know what I'm saying somebody's gonna beat it within my estimation is less than six hours I don't think we're gonna go beyond six hours that's just my guess because it's a smaller raid because it's a it's it's an annual pass injection so there's fewer encounters and you got people figuring stuff out so if you got you know if you got redeem in there and they're brute forcing something, and then another team finesses it. Okay, then Redeem goes, "Oh, if we do, let's do that." You know what I'm saying? I just there's too much skill on the on the bat on the battlefield for it to take that long. Last Wish was in many respects anomalous, and even then, that got beaten under 24 hours by what three teams. I still give it to Datto because they started the final encounter before 24 hours. I give it to their team. In my mind. Um, so. I think it'll be under six. Um, it'll be it'll be longer than, th- maybe longer than three uh, under six. I don't know though. I, it just really depends because it depends on the type of raid. It depends on the type of raid. If it's a damage based raid and it's like Wrath then it could be three hours or less because then it's just br- then you just brute force the frick out of it you know DPS masters will will melt it uh my tiny door isn't the reason they're nerfing the whisper the fact that it makes infinite heavy instead of nerf they can't just bring back heavy synth instead I don't think heavy synth is the answer I think fixing ammo economy would be a better solution uh, Remy, as you stated, Bungie's notorious for being reactionary. Do you think going forward we'll be left in an endless cycle of one season the loot feels weak and the next they overcorrect? Um, thank you for 26 uh, months, Mr. Self-Defeat. No, I hope this is the end. Again, again. Think big picture, okay? Think big picture. D2 lands and sucks. Weak, boring, bland. Forsaken lands as a course correction. We need more power. They give us too much power. Shards, rigs, the buff to skull. It's too much. Okay? So they're like, oh, we gotta temper this down and get on a level playing field. 
I don't, I really don't think they're going to tip all the way back and be like, for example, I don't think Season of Opulence is going to feel like D2 year one. I don't think we're going to feel like weak garbage. I don't. I don't think we're going to feel like weak garbage. I don't think they're going to overcorrect and take us back to that. Number one, they can't. There's a lot of great legendaries in the game already. There's a lot of, I mean, the subclasses and stuff. There's a lot of things in the game that are really, really strong, right? 24 months from Cooperman, that's two years. Congrats on the gold badge. So I don't think they're going to overcourse correct this time. I think they're going down to a, a, a baseline to build upon. That's what I think they're doing, which means there'll be good stuff this season. There'll be good stuff in September to chase. Because that you're not going to care about new power, new perks, new anything if they don't do this. They won't. And you're going to hate the new content if it's just more reckoning. Um, Huzzy says, what's your thoughts on the fact that they did the same nerfs in D1? Did they not learn? I, you know, what's the point in really talking about that? I already said multiple times today, Whisper should never, it just shouldn't have been brought back to the game. Uh, Prodigy Rookie, do you think that the outbreak will be nerfed soonish? I, again, don't think it'll be nerfed. I think they're just going to say, we didn't, we, this is a bug. This many Steven Anites are not supposed to be applying. They're supposed to have a timer or they're supposed to cap. The gun itself isn't going to get a nerf though. Do you think buffs are coming to other gear? It'd be nice. It'd be nice if this week in the TWAB they said, hey, we know it wasn't fun hearing about a bunch of nerfs. We got a bunch of buffs for you. We're going to try and make things be exciting. So. Uh, Ashen Annihilator, sorry for the double dip. How should Bungie buff Bubble Titan to compete with Well of Radiance and even synergize with it, especially since it's terrible at orb generation if you're in the bubble? Um, here's the thing. You gotta bring back weapons of light or let us shoot through the bubble for um for a slight damage buff. Either give us a good damage buff for getting out of the bubble or let us shoot through it and let us get a decent damage buff, not something broken. I don't, I don't know. It's it's like what it doesn't it's just yeah, it's it's outclassed by well it's outclassed by well because well protects you keeps you alive and buffs what the frick why would you ever use bubble instead of well you see you see it's just outclassed so you either make it match right where you can shoot through the bubble or I leave the bubble and I get something for leaving I don't know because again even that is inferior though because you can just plant your booty inside of a well and just unload your gun you don't gotta move so Forza I don't understand why everyone's upset with the whisper nerf it was justified in D1 only brought back in D2 with infinite ammo because the game sandbox was sad at the time well yeah I mean you're agreeing with me that these these things were done as a reaction to a bad D2 vanilla but (laughs) but again it doesn't make it any more enjoyable you know uh, Spike, you think damaging super regen exotics uh, should get the same treatment as support ones? I mean, I don't know what you mean. There, I honestly feel like super regening exotics are still going to be popular because there's not other the other exotics don't do enough. Gank, do you think they're trying to undo what was implemented when Bungie was under Activision? Seems like since parting ways and devs leaving, they're undoing what they did. Well, no. Again, I don't think Activision has anything to do with it. I don't think Hamrick and Wisniewski have have anything to do with this. I don't. I think that 
this was again their course correcting they overreacted with forsaken because d2 was so bland that's what i think is going on i don't think it has anything to do with activision uh vision empire hey lona with next season getting so close uh how long do you think it'll take before the community goes back to twitter and the forums talking about the bad leveling in rng well this is why the raid's launching the way that it is they're trying to minimize that that complaint they don't want it to hit the fever pitch because they know it's going to hit a fever pitch listen don't be don't be fooled we talk about how twitch is a is a is a fraction of the community okay but if i sit here for a week and a half and get salty and other people that are raid prepping get salty about bad drops even if they don't really rant right i go off on rants and tangents okay so let's say somebody else is streaming to 300 viewers right just 300 and they get some bad drops and they get angry Ah, and they move on. Okay, but that adds to the dialogue. That adds to the narrative. No matter how many viewers, no matter how salty they get, people are going to be more focused on leveling and more focused on the lack of leveling for that extended duration of time. And there's E3 and there's EA Play. So there's a lot of things that going into it. But I definitely think the complaints about leveling will be there. Okay, if they will be there those complaints will be there and and it will probably take two weeks to three weeks instead of happening during that first week because if people aren't really blitzing for raid because the raid's going to land day one right that's going to make people cruise a little bit in the following in the following weeks people aren't going to be no lifing in the directory right they're not going to be because it's like i don't need to the raid launch day one so it's going to be a different mentality but i still think three weeks in people are going to be like this freaking sucks i can't get strong enough to do x y and z now if they were smart okay if they were smart about the six-man activity and the raid deltas then maybe people won't feel that pain as much but then it's like what will be the point of leveling to 750 then Tech Sarge, am I correct in saying that the huge nerf will be not noticeable in the season of opulence content? I, there's no way for you to know that or for me to know that. So, uh, Remy, do you think these nerfs shine a small light on the fact that many of Bungie's latest D2 content doesn't require almost any change in loadout due to lack of intrinsic damage mechanics like we had in D1 Raids, Prison of Elders, ETC Thoughts? Well, the content, again, yeah, is being built around the, the, the exotics because the exotics are so strong. Uh, dark skills. Do you think super restoring exotics should even stay in the game? Do you think these exotics should be reworked to be similar to Nighthawk and Saint 14? I mean, this is why Tassie wrote his article. Paul Tassie said these things need reworked to do, to do completely different things. He wrote that article because they're, they're what they do is the problem. It's not even how effective they do it. It's just the fact that they give you back super. Mr. Golf, thank you for your prime sub. Um... Gandalf says, with the nerfs to super regen on the exotic armor, do you think this opens the door for bad juju to come in? It would force players to pair them together to maximize super regen while making the player base choose a primary exotic versus some of the OP exotic heavies. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I mean, it's, 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 it's very, very possible that they would decide, um, to do that but I don't think that's what you want to do though you don't want to manipulate people into certain loadouts gaming author all this talk about pinnacles just made me think of this why would uh, what would you say to Bungie creating pinnacle armor I, I think they should I've, I've, I've called for that before um, 
because it would make the armor more interesting. It would give us more grind. But what are you going to add to armor? Armor's already doing a lot. We don't need a lot of help. One of the biggest problems, they can't add power. They can't add set bonuses. They can't add more perks to the guns or stronger perks to the guns. It's because there's no difficulty spectrum. I believe we need difficulty spectrum. If I could set everything to a really, really harder difficulty, then those extra perks, min-maxing on armor, pinnacle armor, would suddenly have a context and a place to shine. Because we don't really need it right now. Nothing's actually that difficult once you're at... Once you're at a delta, you know? Fidel G. Castro says, I'm super late to asking, but how do you uh, know that we have Outbreak? Uh, how do you know that we have outbreak? I'm pretty content with the nerfs. What's your take on it? Um, I don't, I don't know what you mean. How do I feel that we have the outbreak? I, I'm, I'm confused. I think outbreak's fine. Again, they're gonna nerf the, the, the stacks. Spike, is the overuse of whisper and activities where you are under leveled is due to the heavy ammo economy? I, yeah. In general, it's related to a couple of things. How much damage it can do? Unlimited ammo in a, in, a, in a game with random and bad ammo economy. It's those two things coming together. Uh, Nova Adelaide. Do you think we should get patch notes a week before so everyone can figure out what's good? No, they don't like to do that. I, I would love it if they could do that, but generally they don't do that because some things don't make the cut. Some things don't make the cut, so... Sorry, how do you feel? I like the Outbreak. I think the Outbreak's dope. I think the Outbreak feels like a truly exotic primary because if used properly, it gets to leave its lane, but they do just need to cap the the Siva Nanite buff because we shouldn't be killing raid bosses with the primary. That's just silly. Nicholas, do you think the special weapons uh, other than shotguns need a buff? Yes, they do. Uh, Apologizes if this has been asked already. Solideo Gloria says, hardcore lurking right now. How do you think Bungie fixes their content that's been designed with these exotics in mind. You think Reckoning is fixable? Reckoning is going to have to change. They're going to have to lower the amount of ads that spawn, probably lower the amount of yellow bars and majors that spawn uh, because you're you're going to struggle to keep up. They're going to have to retool it. And if they don't, then it'll just die. It already isn't doing well. You know what I mean? Unwit says, do you think your idea of having not only a good pinnacle weapon, but also a separate idea of having very rare and good exotics would work? Well, I mean, I I don't put out the idea just because I think it sounds good. I think it would work. Yes, that's why I put the idea out there. Uh, Mac, what if instead of regen on super energy, kills extended the duration? Uh, Would it work for tether and well? Nova would need to use the tree that makes the vortex... And maybe add that perk to Saint 14 as well. I, this I might be able to get behind. <clears throat> this would be a good retooling, probably. Um, yeah. Mm, I'd have to think about it, though. Extending the duration of Well and extending the duration of uh, Tether, it gets problematic in some areas because, again, it just trivializes ad spawn. You put a tether, the ad spawn, it makes the tether last longer. You kill them, more come out, more come out, more come out. Same thing with the well. You could get a well that lasts almost infinitely in the right instances. So, uh, Alpha Train. I feel like Luna Faction Rifts and Rally Barricade break any resemblance of balance in PvE by removing the need to reload. Thoughts? No, it's temporary. I think it's fine. Not needing to reload is not that overpowered. Nicholas, what if Bungie would implement exotic... Uh, masterwork for armor. Again, I already addressed this question. You know, masterworking armor, catalyst for armor, um, you know, pinnacle armor. There's only so much armor can do, right? There's only so much armor can do. So, 
uh, Mac, what else could they do to have nerf Whisper? Maybe significantly slow down fire rate. I think take it down to where when you run out, the last three shots, if hit, refill. So it, it requires skill and perfect aim to hit maximum DPS. Most people are going to miss a shot uh, here and there. So, Chapel. Going back to one of your earlier talks, why not just leave the gun behind instead of the nerf? Create new power level calf. You cannot infuse those items. Well, I mean, that's not a... You can't really do that with exotics, though. Exotics, I think, have to permeate and continue on. It would just... I think it would be weird and set a really strange precedent to have exotics get left behind. Legendary, sure, but exotics, that would be odd. Uh, Breadline Boy. What will happen if the majority of people can now not finish the new raid as heavy ammo is scarce for the most part? Whisper was maybe a crutch, but it probably enabled more people to finish the past few raids. I mean, I don't think this is a large number of people, and frankly, I don't really care. I don't. If people are like, oh, I can't get it done because I don't have my Whisper... I mean, again, they should be creating encounters that are self-contained challenges. They've done it before, think Plan C. Well, right, they've left exotics behind before, like Vex and others, but again, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I think exotics should permeate. This is why there should be fewer exotics, and they need to figure out their philosophy for exotics. So, Major Glory. Are the Ursa Furiosa gauntlets that bad? They only give back maybe half the energy of Skull Phoenix at all? Well, this is probably why they're going to all get hurt pretty significantly. If they're going to have to bring down Ursa and Shards again, um, that means they're all going to be pretty weak. Cruxley, why do you think they added Whisper to the game in its current form when they already knew it was game-breaking? I think in their mind, they thought, you know with the nature of agility like D2 enemies are more agile than they were in D1 but they're not agile enough uh, especially raid bosses raid bosses um, kind of sit still um, so that in general I think is a it's one of the things where they, I think maybe they just thought well people will miss enough shots it won't be that strong you know It'll it'll definitely it'll definitely take time um, for for people to really get it right. And even still, there'll be intrinsic there'll be intrinsic pain and skill required. But I just don't think that happened. Uh, Remy, do you think with the exotic armor nerfs were also implemented due to Skull Nova could clear every room, took away other players' fun factor and sense of participation? That's a softball. Yes, we already said that. <laughs> That's exactly one of the reasons they nerfed it. Um, Easy E. Do you think that the Luna Not Forgotten nerf is a teft out precision hand cannons no bloom and the, and the one that the archetype? Yeah, why the frick would you do that? You don't need to nerf that to test that out. They could test that privately by removing it on the hand cannons anyway. I, they don't need to do that to pinnacles. That's a bad way to test if that's how they're doing it. Uh, King D21. I understand Bungie's reason. However, they make the bosses with large hitboxes who stand still. I understand power creep. However, could Bungie make bosses that have better mechanics like Oryx or Axis? Well, here's the thing. Oryx, okay, Oryx does not actually require you to do damage. Oryx is a fight of endurance. Axis is a fight of damage, and you get a ton from, you know, the the cannons, and also once challenge mode hit, right, you're, you're recouping your supers from the plates. 
Um, but at the same time, this is a console game. So you can't have insanely agile bosses. Think about what you're saying. You're basically saying, well, we created these exotics that can do a ton of damage on a stationary boss. Therefore, we got to get rid of the idea that bosses, you know, have damage cycles. You're asking, you're basically saying, okay, you're basically saying, let's completely jettison boss mechanic design philosophy now, five years into the franchise, because of Whisper. Do you understand why that's silly? Like, you can't do that all of a sudden. Because most damage phases, people would use things like Sleeper or Galley. You know, they would use high damage exotics, and that's totally fine. That's where, that's kind of where they're, that's what they're designed for. Whisper comes in and it says, any stationary target, I'm going to be able to do such a dumb amount of damage. There'll be no natural intrinsic ammo pain. You know, you're going to have plenty of ammo, endless ammo, right? It's, it, Whisper does too much. It's endless ammo and it's insane damage buff with, with, with what it can do, how much it can just keep shooting, and then Whisper breathing. Now, Black Spindle, the reason Spindle wasn't a problem in the time that it showed up is because it trivialized Golgoroth, right? It trivialized Golgoroth, but then it didn't trivialize Oryx because Oryx was a battle of endurance. It didn't trivialize Sisters because it was a little bit harder to maintain the shots on Sisters. Some of us did it, but most people just switched to the the touch at Sisters. And and War Priest too. Eh, you know, Whisper worked, but a lot of people were like, oh, I'll use Sleeper, you know, maybe I'll use Rockets or whatever the frick. Like, again, the the spindle I just feel like maybe they were a little bit better with the the encounters back then but again Whisper's existence takes one boss fight right Black Spindle did this too they take a boss fight and it nullifies the whole freaking boss fight Golgoroth is a joke why? because of Black Spindle Scourge of the Past boss is a joke why? because of Whisper of the Worm and then any boss that sits still with a crit spot is a joke because of because of Whisper. So to to a certain extent, they just shouldn't have brought back the the weapon. They should have known any boss that's simply that, that that is reminiscent of Golgoroth is going to be turned into a joke with this weapon. So they just shouldn't have brought it back. Virtuoso, do you think they should retire certain exotics as the seasons go on? I, you know, maybe they do need to do this. I don't know. Maybe they do, but I think that just sets a that just sets a rough precedent to be like exotics just start falling by the wayside. Jack on fire. Don't know if this was asked. My Wi-Fi cut out. How do you feel about the unneeded cap added to Ursas and shards? Both of them were already pummeled months prior because they're trying to standardize all of them. So more than likely, skull and rigs are going to get hurt pretty ba- pretty bad. They got to bring those other two down to match. Mr. Anderson, why is the Bungie's always saying that they uh, want us to feel powerful, but the minute we do, they uh, nerf everything? 
I mean, this really isn't a question I can engage with. I, what do you want me to say? Um, we've been talking about this all freaking day, and you want me to comment on, like, they want us to feel powerful, but as soon as we feel powerful, they nerf us. We're still freaking powerful as frick, right? We're still really strong, even when you take off those exotics. Like, don't go into Reckoning, okay? Go into any other environment, any other encounter. You're still pretty dadgum strong using the right loadout, using the right gear. There's a lot of supers, there's a lot of things in the game that still make you feel strong, but... You know, you go into Reckoning, that's where it doesn't feel right, because you got to use them. Republic. Uh, if too long skip, what if in, for D3 they changed the gear system where each armor and weapon had points? I argued for a point system that I thought maybe they were going to do in Forsaken. The problem with the point system is it just becomes un, unwieldy um, with respect to, like, balancing. Because you got to basically say, you know... You basically have to say every single weapon then needs to be considered amongst the backdrop of all other potential combinations of weapons. That just gets a lot harder. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it could work, but I don't think they would be able to pull it off. And I think it would also be kind of out of left field. It might be a little confusing for folks. Um, The Mac Bull... Has this been the bleakest start to a new season? I have uh, nay excitement for all this. Well, they haven't talked about the new season yet, right? They haven't talked about the new season yet. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what we're getting. So we got to wait. This this week and the next week will determine the community's response and excitement. That'll be the better. This will be a better barometer. They had to get. The, they had to rip the bandaid off. Um, do you think people will be more likely to complain since a lot of people won't be at level for the raid since they reduce the time between new content and the new raid? Uh, because of the bad leveling in RNG. Right, they wanted the complaints about that to be shorter instead of being a week and a half of people complaining about it because everybody's trying to level for the raid and all the streamers are going to get annoyed and put out, you know, videos of their bad RNG and their frustration. Instead, it'll be six hours and then it'll be over and done with. They they did the raid launch date for themselves, not for you. Tokyo Prince. What if Bungie is doing the raid schedule for the people who request off work and that day of the new content? That's not why they're doing it, and UK gets screwed by the time, big time. Um, the previous launch dates and times were far, far wider of a net for the community. It was also on a Friday. So, whoops, I right-clicked. Eknor, 008. Do you think Bungie needs to focus on difficulty and boss design instead of nerfing weapons because max power level can melt bosses with any weapon? I mean, you got to be careful here because if you go too mechanically heavy, that's not fun. That hurts freedom. That doesn't make us feel powerful. And if you make everything tanky and insane, then it becomes a min-maxing. You got to use this OP build, and that's not fun either. JD Gamer. Do you think with Whisper, uh, we may see it getting moved to secondary slot? I That's possible, but then Darcy, you know. Ghost of Yars. What is your ideal scenario for a raid launch required power level processing? Make leveling not stupid, because right now, it's stupid. Um, and then you do a cap. So nobody goes in above a certain cap. Like, it just treats everybody equally. Now, we might be getting that. There's a rumor that we're getting that. They're going to announce that in the TWAB this week. I've been asking for that since Wrath of the Machine. So if they do that, then I will applaud that decision. That still ma- that doesn't make the fact that the raid launch and the milestone leveling is still mind-numbingly dumb, right? It's still a stupid... Le- it's a terrible leveling system, and the launch window is stupid. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? And the only people that... Listen. Listen. No shots. No shade. The people praising it are the people that benefit from it the most. That's that's an incredibly bias-laden position to take, right? I benefit from the launch date, okay? 
I can grind, I can play, I'll get increased viewership, I'll get new followers and subs that day. It benefits me. I remove that from my bias and talk about it, how, how dumb it is anyway, right? If the only people defending it are the people that benefit from it, well, that tells you something. Uh, Fidel Castro says, I'm pretty confident with the nerfs like you said before. Why put new stuff in the game if we use old exotics? Just wanted to know more of your thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I already addressed that. JD Gamer, do you think D2 has competition now with Division 2 just coming out with an 8-man raid? No, the 8-man raid that they launched is laden with problems and console can't even really beat it. So, And I also think it's very unappealing and a lot of people aren't even going back to it because you basically have to... Um, you basically have to continue uh, to like the, the level of min maxing that you have to do and the loadouts that are efficient. It is the exact, it was the same freaking thing I said was going to happen. It's the same thing I said was going to happen. The loadouts that went in there and were most effective were all based on healing and damage. That's it. All the abilities, all the technology, and what does. A min-maxing spongy game turn into in the end game. Exactly what the frick it turned into in Division 1. Everyone's running the same dadgum loadout. Um, so. Evo Original. What can Bungie do to better address nerfs and buffs? Needless to say, reception and optics were bad on this one. How can they better say things to communities going forward? Listen. I, it doesn't seem like it, Okay. It doesn't seem like it, but Bungie knows what they're doing. Bungie likes to hurt you because then they can be your hero, right? It's 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 weird to think of it that way. Bungie likes to push you down the stairs and then they do like a poof magic trick and then they're at the bottom of the stairs like, oh, here, let us help you back up. They've been doing this for five years. They wound you or they wound the game or they wound your loadout and then they come in on a steed and like, hey, patch notes and buffs and new stuff. And you're like, thank you, Bungie. They've been doing this for a while. Listen, you think they're the only one that does it? Have you been watching the Fortnite song and dance for the last year? It, it, it's no different. It's no different. They're like, hey, watch this. <laughs> this is you get, You're gonna get a kick out of this. The community wants this, <laughs> and we're not gonna do it. <laughs> and then they're gonna get really angry, and they're gonna rant, they're gonna rave, and they're gonna they're gonna talk about our game. It's gonna be a bunch of free PR. And then when it hits a fever pitch, we're gonna come in and we're gonna fix the very things that we broke. And then everyone's gonna praise us, right? Look. Look at the Fortnite community on Twitter. It's it's been two years. Well, more of a year. It's been about a year of why the frick? Why would you do this? This is terrible. And then the next patch is like, oh my gosh, thank you, Epic. Oh, this is so much better. Two patches later. What the frick are you doing? Why did you do this? This is terrible. This is the worst season, worst meta ever. And then two weeks later they fix them. Oh my gosh, thank you, Epic. It's, it's like nobody nobody's picking up on it. We're like frogs being slowly boiled in water. We don't we don't catch that it's going on. We're just like, you know, we've been we've been doing this. We've been doing this in Destiny for four years. They they break stuff and then when they put it back together again, we're like, oh, thank you so much. And listen, this doesn't work for every game. 
This doesn't work for every game. But the reason it works in games like Fortnite and the reason it works in games like Destiny is because once you're hooked, right? Once you're hooked, they they know. They use they use your passion and your love as as a as a marketing machine. The truth will set you free. Thank you for 18 months, dude. Week and a half. You're the best. Welcome back. They use it because they're like, they love the game so much. If we break it, they're going to get angry, but they're not going to walk away because they're hooked. Fortnite's the same thing. These people are freaking hooked. It's part of culture. Just throw a bunch of money at the tournament. They'll play no matter how bad the freaking meta is. Just throw money at the pro scene, right? And it works. Who's going to walk away from a chance at that kind of money, no matter how bad the meta is in Fortnite? And, and in Destiny, it's like, I, there's no other game that offers what it offers. It's got its hooks in you. You can't stop playing. So they break the game. They hurt the game. They make vacancies, and then they fill them. It works! I'm just calling spades a spade, man. Like, that's it's what it is. Fet44. Uh, do you think these sweeping nerfs came from them testing this current meta in the new raid? Yeah, we already talked about that. Uh, mistakes made. Do you think the new raid will be on the same length as Scourge? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think it's going to be. It might be a little bit longer. Probably one more engagement because of how long they've had to work on it. Uh, Velotics. I'm level 20 who will soon get Forsaken. Which DLC should I start on based on terms of loot time? Forsaken's a great DLC. I would just go there. I would go there. Anger's better than apathy. I have said that for a really long time. When everybody shows up to a bungee stream, rants, raves, chants, goes nuts in the chat, that's a feather in their cap, right? A dead game, an apathetic, right? An apathetic community is, that that is not, not a thing. As soon as apathy settles in, you don't have a community. You don't have a community. Anger, frustration, passion, those are symptoms of a community. That's signs of life. Right? I was laughing because he said a week and a half. Oh, did I say a week and a half for that resub? I'm sorry, a year and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said a week and a half. That's terrible. Uh, Angus, do you think they will learn from their mistakes for D3? I, I freaking hope so. Bugatti, do you think Bungie will have weapons and exotics that will compensate for the nerf? I, yeah, I think so. Like I said, they like to fill their own vacancies that they create. Obey Supreme, can they introduce decay and repair uh, like their other RP, like other RPG games? Not now. Maybe D3, but not now. Uh, PC Fireman, I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody else ask this, but with Bungie admitting that they have created content based on pre-nerf state exotics, what do you think Bungie needs to do to that content to keep it challenging but not overwhelming to the exotic? Yeah, they're gonna have to retool stuff, right? They're gonna have to they're gonna have to retool stuff because it's gonna it's reckoning especially. French toast. Do you think that if they reworked Whisper to have three normal damage dealing shots, and if you land those three, you get three that output the higher damage, would this be a good situation? I I mean maybe. It, it, the, the, one of the main issues isn't just the damage; it's also the endless ammo. So, what if Whisper White Nail? Uh, retour one bullet from the air every three precision. Yeah, somebody said putting one back for every three. Again, ammo economy manipulation is the problem. So, uh, Sharky man, how do you think they should fix Destiny Two to be better? Like, what do you think they should do to change, take it out altogether? Um, th- this is too broad. I'm not answering this. 
Trunks, do you think that the only reason the broadsword didn't destroy in the Crucible was because the maps are small, catering to hand cannons? Well, no. That's not why. Because pulse rifles still do very well. It was, I think it was the fire rate. A bygone gets ahead of you. Like, you need Desperado to compete with the bygones. That was the issue. It was, the default fire rate just doesn't compete. I even think, uh, is it slower? Is the is the is the broadsword slower than a go figure? Because I mean, even a go figure, I think, was uh, was just superior. Once you got once you got the um, oh, it is yeah. See, it, it, you need Desperado to keep up, and you're only gonna get Desperado from a kill. So your default pulse v pulse, one pulse versus another pulse, the um. The broadsword is already behind the eight ball before before the gunfight even frickin' starts. Bygones and a go figure are gonna land those first two blip blip and then you're done. You've lost. You are behind and you are going to lose the gunfight. The TTK just doesn't keep up. Now, once you got Desperado, it's a different story, but you need Desperado to proc and in, in at its efficiency range, you're either gonna have somebody run away because they're using a hand cannon and they don't want to engage at that range, or they're gonna use their bygones or their go figure and they're gonna wreck your frickin' face and then the, the, that's all she wrote. Also, you gotta understand that at the time that it was in the game, other pulses were just dominating Vigi Wing and Graviton Lance. So, Eagle, why not go back to vanilla D2 system of killing majors to guarantee heavy ammo? I don't know why they don't do this. Maybe because they've just put too many majors in the game. Uh, Diahawker, I don't know a lot about raids, but what if they ban Whisper? You can't do that. Banning equipment is, is not the solution, it's a punt. Uh, must, Astronaut says, uh, so there's this force element in Destiny that's corruption or decay. How would you feel if they were to introduce this as an enemy subclass? Decay corrupts solar light to make hive soul fire. Corrupting void light would create vex. Corrupting arc light would create siva. Sorry if this is a tad off topic. This is out of left field. I mean, people have been saying that they could do a decay subclass for a long time. I think I did a video on this. Maybe I didn't. In any case... I don't, giving it to the enemy doesn't do much. They already do stuff like that anyway. They already use versions of our abilities, especially the Taken. Alpha Dorable. I'm on board with the idea that items need to be left behind, but those items shouldn't have to be useless. To mitigate that, do you think that a transmog system would be good so I can make my weapons and armor look like older items? Well, I don't want, you don't want weapons looking like older items. That's weird. Armor, sure. I have a whole video on the transmog idea. It would be an ornamental system. So, if you were wearing, you know, um, Tangled Shore gauntlets, they would still be Tangled Shore gauntlets, even if you made them look like raid gauntlets, but when inspected, it would be Tangled Shore gauntlets with Tangled Shore perks, and you would see the ornament is, oh, he's using a raid ornament to make it look like raid armor. Weapons, I don't think you can do that for weapons. It's, I... I guess if you did it as the ornamental system, but that's weird because like you would have a, a warden's law, which is a 110, and then you make the warden's law look like a what? Uh, a 180, like a like a not forgotten or something. I don't know. That's weird because the archetypal differences between them, I think, would make that that would just make it strange. Um, cause the weapons themselves look a certain way cause of their archetype, reload animations and all that reload timing. Um, it, the, the animations alone would make that kind of odd. 
Armor's different. I just think armor's different. Armor is your appearance, guns are not, is how I would kind of make it sound. That's kind of the way I would land that plane. Grizzle Dog, how would you feel about some of the OP exotics or any exotics having a negative modifier to account for the positive? Such as Skull Works is normal, but you can't use rifts. Yeah, I mean, trading... Trading... The philosophy of trading would be helpful, I think, because that was like... Handlaid Stock gave you you know, stability, but you lost range. Brace frame gave you stability, but you lost bullets in the mag. I think that that philosophy might need to come back because it would maybe help some of these things to keep in check. But are you even, I mean, what are you going to do? Skull taking away riffs? I would still use skull and I would wreck your freaking content. I don't need riffs. You see what I'm saying? You're, you're just spitballing, which I think is a good direction, but I still think the minute you have exotics that generate super when using a super, you just created a very, very problematic item. There's no way around it. It, it is so overpowering over the content. Supers are not as, as, as an influence in the, in the game. Supers are meant to show up at an interval and a rhythm, and when you break that rhythm, it just creates dissonance that can't be set aright or corrected by taking riffs or things away. Even if you took away my riffs and my grenades, I'd still know with a frick out of Gambit Prime and your Reckoning and your Strikes. I don't need my riffs and my grenades, you know? It has to be something like that. It should be animation takes longer, damage taken is increased if they really wanted to go negative like that. Ah, yeah, I just, man, you'd have to really, really hurt me to make me feel like Skull and Orpheus rigs are not insanely strong. Because they just, they feed me the strongest representation of power in the game as a super. It's just so strong. Nova and Riggs Tether and Well are insanely strong supers, and getting them at quicker intervals is just so far reaching. It's universal. It's just wherever you go strike, public event, lost sector, raid, it just always helps. Not again. How do you feel about killing the Voidwalker class with this update? Damage Warlocks will now go back to Geomag Chaos Reach maybe not we don't know what's coming we it still is going to be effective i mean skull is still going to feed you super energy slow nova is still dumb strong with the seekers and everything else it's still a great it's you know it's a great super honestly people may go away from slow nova and go to um devour devour is a strong freaking build that i mean oh my gosh think about that for a second People have moved away from one of the strongest builds in the game. They've moved away from Devour. Devour is dumb. It is very strong. And because Skull Slow Nova is so much stronger, people don't even run Devour. Devour Lock is unbelievably strong. And people are like, I, why would you run that? Slow Nova, man. Because Slow Nova with Skull is broken. It literally makes us leave Devour. That's how strong Skull Nova is. So I think you'll probably see Devour make a comeback in, in builds. Uh, K2S0. Instead of retuning all the White Nail perk, do you think they should have lower damage? That way it still keeps its exotic perk, but it's still balanced. Just spitballing. Uh, you'd have to really hurt it, brother, because of the because of the nature of ammo. It's just so much ammo. You'd have to nerf the ever-loving frick out of it. And at that point, you're... You're not doing... You're just coming at it from another angle. You're still breaking my legs. You're just breaking my left knee instead of my right knee. I'm still going to limp, you know? 
Ruku. What do you think Bungie's reasoning behind bringing back an old pre-nerf weapon, new exotic gear and perks similar to ones they previously nerfed? I, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to do this. Hopefully they don't do it anymore. Uh, Praxic. Do you think the response to the bad ammo economy, which me personally, I think the ammo economy is great right now. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know what game you're playing. I don't agree with this. Uh, Bungie will make more primary weapons with higher DPS potential like the Outbreak so that we don't feel neutered without special heavy ammo. Probably not. Probably not. I don't think so because that that that's a uh, they'd have to create a lot. They'd have to create a lot of stuff. Um, so a lot of weapons to make up the difference. Uh, Spurmelin. Why won't Bungie actually just reduce flinch on snipers because it's just such a bad? I I don't know. I, it has, it's been the flinch debate's been around for like what three years now. Uh, Recabra. Thoughts on bringing back heavy special synths to D1 to fix current ammo economy? No, it's a punt. That's not fixing the economy. The economy worked when purples were guaranteed and then they weren't guaranteed and now they're doing whatever the frick they're doing and then doesn't and then the perks to get increased drops don't consistently work and I'll have nine purple bricks on the ground and then I'll go 20 minutes and not see any ammo bricks. It's just ammo synths are not a solution. It's just like yeah, sorry. In a loot in a shooter, we can't figure out how to consistently and healthily deliver ammo to you. So, here's a ripcord that you can pull every five minutes. What? I. Uh, from the content design standpoint, couldn't Bungie have built maps, levels, or boss encounters that simply didn't favor launching Nova Bombs or sniping endlessly? Again... You're not suggesting something that's inherently bad, but it's philosophically flawed. You can't design content around other exotics. You're basically saying these things are so strong, we have to make content around them. Like we're, it's like you're eating around the fat. You're like, oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. I just think that's philosophically flawed. If you have stuff that's so dadgum strong in your game, you gotta create new encounters and be like, you can't let that, you gotta close down that sight line, you gotta do this, you gotta make the enemy move like that. I just think that's very restrictive to Bungie's creativity and also then leads us, it's gonna have the same effect, right? We're just gonna run different loadouts and those loadouts become the loadouts because you basically put us through like, you've canoed us down a very narrow path. So... I don't mean other exotics necessarily just favoring other weapon types. I mean, they certainly could design raiding counters that were more favorable to scouts, but the minute you favor scouts, snipers become a problem. Right? Whisper becomes a problem. You know what I mean? Because Kingsfall favored scouts, but nothing else really did. You know, Wrath favored hand cannons. You could definitely try, but again, you don't want to do it around the exotics. Gandalf, do you think they do did too much to improve Super Region after the slow recharge rate from D2 launch? Could we reconsider the orbs on multi-kills with masterwork weapons to possibly be more lenient on exotics moving forward? I think we have too many ways to improve supers. Mods, orb creating weapons, exotics, orb generating... Yeah, in general... Yeah. Super super gen is in a weird spot. I know PvP guys complain about the, the super mods all the time. Uncle Brada, do you think with nerfs happening now, it will force players to upgrade loadouts from vanilla to D2 setups? Not necessarily. No, because we's not even vanilla. Shards is not vanilla. Rigs is not vanilla. Phoenix Protocol Skull's vanilla, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of this isn't vanilla. Jackarama, if they cap 
at the Delta for the new raid, why lock the other raids then? Uh, to prevent... Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Well, because there's different encounters. There's still different encounters, so you're still going to have to, like... Here's... Oh, great question. Here's what here's what they're probably trying to, 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 to work against. Even if they treat everybody equal in each encounter, I would still think the Delta's going to go up by the time you get to the end. And you could have a team outside um, that could then be farming the keys, farming the different spots for quick drops, and then they could come in and then they'd be they would be at the at the higher levels or whatever for the the later parts of the raid. They're gonna have to talk about that anyway, like people being able to do that. That's that's potentially problematic. Uh, Bugatti, do you think Bungie will have weapons exotics to compensate? For, already asked this one. Gator Mag, just curious of your guess what will happen after the first segment of the raid. Seven fifteen, seven fifteen, seven twenty, seven twenty five, seven thirty, probably. That'd be my guess. If it goes higher than seven thirty. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be crazy as far as delta and 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 damage damage output. I'll be kind of wild. Uh, a uh, Johnny the Cat King. Why have the scorn been left out of the annual pass content completely? Because Forsaken, Black Armory, R- Drifter, like they're all different. Um, they're all different like ethos enemy themes. How do you feel about the current meta? Too generic. Lianer, quit. Uh, during the XP throttle, I didn't like how casual friendly it was the state of power in the game is siding on gun systems and how casual friendly it was do you think it's worth getting back into now that's up to you i think the game's in a good place if you pick up like from forsaken on it's really fun good storytelling good gear uh best of me would you be okay with the mechanic in one encounter the raid of light drain basically where they drain you solely considered a gunplay yeah but again you're just trying to design content around the exotics that feed you super. I don't think that's a problem as a mechanic, but you don't, again, we don't want more reckoning. I don't want content built around these exotics. I don't. Um, five encounters. 715, 720, 725, 730, 740. Five encounters. Uh, keep in mind, this is not a full DLC. This is not Last Wish. Last Wish has Kali, Shirochi, Morgeth, the Vault, and then the and then two phases at the bot at the end six right I think I, I I think I did that right for last wish you're saying it's gonna have one less encounter than last wish I think that's unlikely I think four I think you're gonna have four encounters because because in scourge you have opening encounter sparrow race and then the two encounters at the end you have four in scourge I would think they're gonna do four encounters again but instead of a sparrow race they'll like be an actual there'll be like an actual fight I would have actually taken a boss in the opening encounter that shows up so you beat the first part and then he shows up so you get dropped and then he shows up and you beat him the same way you go in berserker bust and you get these balls one has to go to the map and one goes to the boss to take his shield down that would have been way better than the sparrow race but you know what we, we, we can't we can't go back and rewrite history so I would think I would think they're going to do four encounters and each will be a boss or at least an encounter that's not like a like a race. So 715, 720, 725, 730. That's that's my guess. 730 is up there. For frick's sake, guys, we got 6 hours. Um so 
CP4 Gators, annual pass at this point, yes or no? Forges look cool. It's up to you. I don't tell people what to buy. I, Opulence is going to get some information in the next couple of weeks, so maybe wait and, and make your guess off that. I thought Black Armory was good, Drifter sucked, and I think Opulence is going to be excellent. Doomslayer. What type of exotic and perk would you like to see them bring to Opulence since they're nerfing the current ones? I don't really get into like, oh, give me this type of exotic or give me this type or bring back this exotic. I don't really get into those uh, desires. Uh, pretty content with these nerfs as you said. Why I add new sub just to go back to the old exotics? You already asked that one. That's not a question anyway. Are you looking forward to cop for the Zer bounty? No. I hate PvP. Do you feel D2's reached a point where it needs another class? No. Uh, they don't have time to do that anyway. They would need to give you a way to fast track, which I don't think people would want to do that right now. Uh, do you think oxygen can count as a pinnacle weapon? If not, do you think is the reason bad perk or scout rifts? It's just not versatile enough. A pinnacle scout should do this. Okay? This is a pinnacle scout. You give it the long range benefit. Give it some insane, like, give it some cool, insane dragonfly something. Give it inherent box breathing where as soon as you aim down sight if you wait just a second you get box breathing constantly okay gives you that range benefit and then hip fire it's an smg or an auto rifle that's what i think they need to do with a pinnacle scout that would be a gun that would be enjoyable to use and it would be versatile and it would be fun and you wouldn't feel like oh i have to use my hand cannon you'd be like no i can make this work i can kind of do two things at once if used properly um uh, how about exotic armor piece uh, perks and catalysts uh, that change the way the base gun works? Armor piece that makes all submachine guns fire explosive rounds. Yeah, I mean, maybe. That just gets kind of wild, though, because then you got to tweak all the weapons in accordance to that one perk. Karma, what's the best way to prepare for the new raid? We have a perk. We have a, a raid prep command in chat. Winterblade. Would it be better to meet half and slightly buff weaker weapons while slightly nerfing stronger weapons? It's not about the fact that other weapons are weak. It's about these weapons are so strong, these exotics are so strong, they make it really difficult for them to design uh, new content, right? That's that's the reason this is happening. Bullet Chase. Why not just implement a temporary ban on weapon for the raid? Awful idea. Uh, Dan Papa. Do you think we need more bosses like Gaul? In comparison to other bosses, he was extremely agile. He was agile, but he wasn't hard, right? I think that's one of the difficult, um, that's one of the difficulties about creating an agile enemy is that it creates like a difficulty of you just can't get good sustained damage on them. They keep miss, they keep moving. It's like, it's like when the fanatic goes immune halfway through your super, right? It's like. There it is. Sorry, the raid prep command was on a cooldown. There's the raid prep command. Um, so I don't know if agility is the answer. Doomslayer. What type of exotic and perk would you like to see? You already asked that. McCheshire. Oh, no, no. Hope you had a great break. Are the nerfs perhaps indication that Bungie should take a look at how much health they have? Not saying bullet sponges are better. No, because they can't. Again, you got a lot of you guys are asking questions that are basically, why can't they just make the encounters for these exotics? And they did that in Reckoning, and Reckoning sucks. My quad. Is there room in D2 for a gun like Touch of Malice? Uh, Touch of Malice might be coming back in September since we're going back to the Dreadnought. Do you think when they nerf Luna's and not forgotten that the recoil will change be more like no they've said it'll be it'll be the same as it is it's in it's in it's retaining its precision frame do you know where and who will fight in the new raid nope no idea uh what about each milestone saying what item from eight item slots you get for completing it already have this idea already said they need to tell you what you're getting uh armor or gun 
just like you do from Ada. Do you think Bungie has lost sight of the game that they want D2 to be, trying to give power but have to nerf it? No, I've already addressed this. I think this was a Forsaken was just an over-response to D2's boringness. Do you think power snipers were a mistake uh, and make the gap between PC and console too big? Linear fusions uh, give you time to aim. Rockets and grenade launchers don't really need to be precise, and machine guns don't work that much with recoil. Now, I don't, I don't think they were a mistake. I think it's the ammo. The ammo is they, they, you just get endless ammo with it. Uh, Zolak, what do you think if they ban certain weapons? Come on, just stop it. Stop with that suggestion. No, they're not going to ban weapons from encounters. It's stupid. Curated loadouts was dumb. We don't want them to do that. That's not a solution. The solution is not to say, sorry guys, gun's too strong, can't bring it here. That's not a solution. That's worse. That's worse. Frosty Jojo. How would you make Titans useful as Warlocks and Hunters offering them support? I don't honestly know. Honestly, right now, it's not that Titans aren't useful. It's that when you go into truly challenging content like Reckoning, Reckoning is built for Riggs, Phoenix, and Skull. And that's why Titans feel weak. So, I I two-manned... I think we were world's first two-man on Zero Hour. (laughs) By mistake. (laughs) Um, It was like our fifth or sixth try the day that Zero Hour launched. And we two-manned it. And I was running a Titan. Titans aren't as weak as we make them out to be. It's just that when you go into truly challenging, intense, or crazy content like Reckoning, you kind of need those other guys. Andromeda. The only change I thought was odd was Ace's damage reduction, which they specifically said was because of One-Eyed Mask. I mean, it's such a small damage... It's such a small damage change. It's not going to make the gun feel different anywhere else. So, Ladeo Gloria, I haven't really thought much about this, but what about moving it to the special slot? It may need to do that, but then what do you do with Darcy? Sharky, what nerf do you like the most, and what weapon do you think they should add to the game? Not answering. Uh, Mustache Knot. What would you feel about retooling all the armor exotics to make them change the supers? Skull of the Dire Hamkar could change Nova Bomb into Lance. This is essentially what Paul Tassi wrote in his article a couple weeks ago. I think changing the nature of them would be better than nerfing them. I agree, but I think that takes more work than they probably have time for. How much time do we have before Outbreak Perfected gets a nerf? I don't think they're going to nerf it. They're just going to limit the nanites. Uh, do you think that Bungie made Guardians leave gear behind once a year? Uh, we wouldn't need nerfs. Well, that doesn't work with exotics, so you got to figure out what you're going to do with exotics. Uh, would you welcome or turn a touch of malice? Maybe in September. Do you think scouts and autos are in a bad and underused state due to an underlying issues with the weapon classes themselves or because pulse rifles directly outclass them? No content's built for scout range. If you want something scout range, bows give you the scout range and they give you the versatility and the agility for the up-close combat. That's why scouts suck. Auto rifles are fine if you use the right one. Breakneck strong, so is a half dan. But again, the agility of the enemies, hand cannons are just so dadgum good. So as soon as you get into the range of an auto rifle, it's like, use a hand cannon, you know? And if you want to spray, there are good hand cannon. There are good auto rifles. Uh, again, half dan and a breakneck are strong if you get the right roll. Uh, thank you for the 100 bits 909 virus. Do you think there should be a rank of weapons and armor above exotic where you could use either one exotic armor and weapon uh, or the higher rank item but only choose one? So you're saying if I put on skull, it's so high rank, I can't use any other exotic. That's fine. I would use skull. <laughs> Sk- I'm, t- I'm telling you, skull and rigs are so freaking strong and phoenix. If you were like, yeah, you can't use an exotic, I'd be like, no worries. No worries. We'd go into a raid, one person would run Riggs, one person would run Skull, one person would run Phoenix, okay, that's three, and then the other three people would run Whisper, and then that'd be the end of the story. It's just, 
I, it, and in any case, that's a change in philosophy that is, again, only being put into place because of these these exotics that are complete outliers. So that's like, that's just this. This doesn't feel like necessarily a bad idea, but I feel like in time, this would, this would be translated as a, this is an over, this is an overcorrection. So that's it for the questions. If you've enjoyed this talk, click the follow button on my channel. That way you don't miss these. These are fun. Thank you guys for the great engagement. I'm going to keep streaming. We are going to do an Avengers Endgame discussion in Q&A in a little bit. So don't go anywhere. If you want to have another discussion, another Q&A session, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all my content. I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.